0: Welcome to episode 300 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, and it's a 100 milestone, so I think if you've listened to us for a while, you know that means one thing. Severmind's on
1: the podcast. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah,
0: every 100 episodes, so when we're doing this thing in year 2032 on episode 1100... Oh my god. Severmind will be here. but. Until that day, we're only going to worry about 2020, because that's what it is right now. Episode 300, very glad to finally make it here. we got a lot to talk about with Severmind. But first, as always, sponsors, DEB Concerts, promoter based right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we're based. They bring a lot of great acts to the downtown Tulsa area, like the Ideal Barroom and the BOK Center, and they also book. The acts on the Roadhouse stage at Rocklahoma. So once the lineup comes around for Rocklahoma 2020, next sep- 2021 next September, we'll be telling you all about the DEV bands on that. But until then, coming up. Well, first we can let you know this is our first episode since it was announced that the show we've been talking about on December 12th with Lita Ford. Acoustic was recently canceled. But still on the books is April 10th. And that's going to be a good one. That one actually includes Lita Ford as well. It includes Queensryche as the headliner and also Nita Strauss doing a solo show and the original lineup of the Bullet Boys back together. So that'll be a great bill. That one will actually be in the streets outside the ideal ballroom. If you were around the Tulsa area, Oklahoma and you went to Streets Gone Wild a few years ago I'm sure it'll be something close to that setup. We'll let you know more about that when we can, but Find ticket info at debconcerts.com. Follow them on Facebook. And of course, tell them we sent you. MedFarm, a dispensary located in Broken Air, Oklahoma. 24683 East Highway 51. You can see their entire selection at leafly.com. You can call ahead or text ahead and go through their drive thru and pick up the order that way, which is really cool. Very convenient. You can also let them know that you heard about them on Thunder Underground and they'll give you get 10% off your first order. And most importantly, their slogan is Cannabis with a Cause because 30% of their profits go to build no-kill animal shelters, which is a very cool cause. Very happy to have them on board with us because of that and many other reasons. And being Thanksgiving week, I'm sure Black Friday, they always run specials there too. So get a hold of Midfarm and find out what they're doing for Black Friday in a couple days. Sunset Tattoo, tattoo shop in Midtown Tulsa. Their tattoos are done good and proper, they're state licensed, their mother approved, Jake and his crew have over 25 years of experience. They do excellent work. You can see fo- photo proof of all that excellent work at Sunset Tattoo Tulsa on Facebook and as well on Instagram at Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. Give them a call, shoot them a message to set up a time to go over and have a consultation about what work you want to have done to yourself. And we'll, of course, be talking about work that we've got coming up pretty soon, I think. So when that happens, we'll let you know. And finally, Hell Hot Hot Sauce is a hot sauce company based out of the San Francisco Bay Area. They make small batch artisan hot sauces. You can see them all at hellhothotsauce.com. They do some cool collaborations with some metal artists. They got a sauce called Brain Jerk from the band Ghoul, which we had on here a while back. We also had on Florida Frank from Breed. and he's got a sauce called Florida Frank's Florida Heat. You can hear him talk about that on episode 260. But get on over to hellhothotsauce.com and also follow him on Instagram and Facebook at hellhothotsauce and tell him Thunder Underground sent you. All right, speaking of Florida Frank and Hate Breed, they've got a brand new album coming out this Friday. Yes, they do. And we released this video last week, and remember, we dubbed this Friday, not Black Friday, but Hatebreed Friday. Right. And I bring that up, not just because you need to know that Hatebreed has an excellent new album coming out, but because Wayne Lozenak is our guest coming up. No, he's not our guest today, obviously, but he will be our guest because we just recorded a new episode with him. Which is very cool because now we have got three of the five members. So it looks like Chris and Jamie are on the
1: clock. Right.
0: One of these days. One day. will maybe they'll be the first band that we complete the, the full band of when it comes to exactly you know national bands like that. Right. Right. I mean we've got some other bands halfway through like Clutch and C O C but you know we're working on it so be on the lookout for that. We also just recorded one with Christian Mikado from formerly of Il Nino. He also has a new solo of them out. That one will be coming soon as well. That was really cool. So be looking out for both those. And we've got obviously a ton more coming, we'll mention here coming up. But in the meantime, three hundred episodes. It's a good week, I think, for this episode to land on. Thanksgiving week. We're thankful. Right? That we've been able to do this for three hundred episodes. Definitely. That's kind of corny, I guess, but hey.
1: A little corny, but
0: that's all right. Right. I'll let it slide. <laughs> so what do you what do you think? Three hundred episodes, yeah. You happy with all of them? Or are there any of them that you just like? We should have cut those out. This should only be episode two ninety seven because those three sucked.
1: Uh, well, okay. <laughs> well, I, I, I just put
0: you on a spot. I'm, right? Well,
1: no, I mean, I'm. We never I'm, released the door one, so. Yeah. No, well, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not gonna lie. I was a little iffy with the whole vanilla ice thing. But hey, hey, whatever. It's all good. It was fun, man. You know. Uh
2: But no, I mean, I think
1: everything is as, as it should be. I don't know, did you, did you think that we'd get to 300 episodes? I
0: I guess after we got going a good ways, but there early on, didn't ever really think about it. It was always kind of those things like, it'd be cool if we reached 100 episodes, which even when we started, that seemed out of reach, even though technically that took like about less than two years. Yeah. So, which, which isn't really a long time in the grand scheme of things, but... You
1: know, here we are, five and a half years later. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's great shit, and I could, I could rail off a bunch of fun moments past three hundred episodes. Well, okay. give me a couple. Well, of them. no, but I was gonna say, right. then I'd, I'd be forgetting a lot of other ones, right? You know that we don't, that I don't know, we don't mention a lot, so I, I don't know. I
0: mean, we probably should have
1: sat down and wrote out a few things that each talked about. That well, would have been the smart thing to do, right? Preparation is not our forte. That's right. Uh And you know what? That's fine. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, so on that note. It's know- been a killer ride, and it's been, you know, there's just been some things. Um When we started this, I just thought we're completely out of reach. I would always say, man, my teenage self would be going nuts right now, but... I gotta stop saying that because, you know, my 44 year old self should be going nuts right now <laughs> because it's always great and it's, and it's always, you know, uh, a privilege, um, to talk to a lot of these people. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful and grateful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was cool that, you know, pretty early on, some cool things happened where like, You know, the first few episodes, we, you know, we brought on a couple friends to just kind of help us get through it. Like we had Mike Thrasher on a real early one. Mm -hmm. JP from Egotastic Fun Time on a real early one. Seth on a real early one. And then we got Scott and Jana from Down for Five and Rocket Science. And that was our first like official interview. And then not long after that, I think it was episode nine was the first one was with nine. Mm-hmm. From Dead Metal Society, that was the first one interview we did with someone we didn't personally know, right? Like we knew of him obviously, but didn't. That was the first time we really sat down and talked to him. And then, exactly. pretty quickly after that, was Severmind episode eleven. We had on Derek and Stacy. When Dee came come into the picture, that he was, was one of the first ones, wasn't he? I think he, yeah, I think he was actually ten, maybe. Yeah. So right then, and then quickly into the teens, we got episode twelve. We had on Micah Riza from Healing the Fray and Frank Cannon Band. Then it just kind of kicked off from there, getting on, you know, like we got Battlecross on when it came to the Canes, and that was the first kind of touring act we had on. Right. And then pretty quickly after that, a few episodes later, it was episode 20 or 21, when we had on Joey Allen of Warrant. <laughs> yeah. And I remember uh, that, was, that was pretty nerve-wracking. I was nervous as shit. Yeah. Because we were, like, still in that position of, like, we don't really know what we're doing. I mean, we're episode 300 and we don't know what the fuck we're doing. No, time.
2: absolutely not.
0: <laughs> but we're like, this guy's been doing this for, you know, at that point, what was that, 2015? So he'd been doing interviews for well, 27. Damn near 30 years. Yeah, close to 30 years. So I'm like, are we going to come in here and look like fucking jackasses? But yeah. I felt it went well. and Right. And that was kind of the first one that we would always bring up when people back then ask us, like, what's your... Favorite thing or whatever there for a while because it was like we were sat down with a guy from one of our favorite bands growing up, both of us, and he poured us a beer, and he's like brought us into catering, so made drinks for us, sat down, talked to us, and that was pretty pretty cool. Well
1: the fucking the funny part of it is is you're saying you're all nervous and shit. Fuck you, that's some bullshit. Because like you like straight just sat down and asked him like a loaded question. I can't remember what it was. I mean, he went right for it. I was like, "God damn!"
0: Well, I was, yeah. I was nervous, but I thought we're in this position. We can't just be, <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, was it the? What's asking the, generic? What's questions? the fucking? What's the quiet right line? Uh, now you hear There's no turning back, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even early on, we had on Kirk Weinstein,
0: which was really mm-hmm. cool. There in the 20s, we had on Wino from The Obsessed, which was kind of mind-blowing.
1: That was crazy, yeah.
0: To sit down with him at the old downtown lounge. Sid Falk, pretty early on there in the 20s, I believe as well, came over, sat down at my dining room table, and that was kind of another one of those holy shit moments. That was a
1: mind-fuck. Yeah. I'm like, this this guy's guy's in your dining room. Yeah. And I remember watching him on Headbangers Ball. Yeah. Fucking insane, man. (laughs)
0: And then from then, it just made its way to where we're at now. Right. And I mean, the question we've kind of mentioned, I think, on the other couple hundred milestones. And the question we've been asked several times by other people throughout the years is, like, what are your favorite? Those, like you said, you don't want to go through moments or whatever, but like favorite, like just interviews or episodes. I mean, we've always mentioned Reed Mullen. And we were mentioning that obviously before he died, just because that of was course. such a cool interview and a yeah. cool experience. And Shooter Jennings, to me, I've always mentioned I thought that was kind of the one where I felt like the interview kind of went from question, answer, question, answer to more of a real conversation. Discussion, yeah. 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 That was a really good. That one. was around like episode 60, I think, is what he was. Yeah. But, you know, even since then, it's just like. I still get blown away thinking, you know, just like a few months ago, this summer, talked to Glenn Hughes. Yeah, I mean, mean that's just that's cra- great. That, that's, that's just so crazy.
1: great that, that we we have that name that we mm-hmm. can attach to this. I mean, that's um, one of the great. That's
0: like if you had the Mount Rushmore of singers. Yeah, that guy name. would be on it. Right,
1: right. I, I think, you know, for me, uh, just some, one that comes into my mind any time that we've had Damon Johnson on is just amazing. I'm such a fan of that guy. Um and I think the the whole uh Black Star Riders, Saxon, Judas Priest, that whole night was amazing and being able to talk to Biff Byford from Saxon was
2: huge,
1: fucking huge. Um and then, you know,
2: you know, in just an
1: hour before we were talking to Damon Johnson and Ricky Warwick. Yeah. You know, it's fucking insane backstage at the BOK and just that whole experience was very memorable. And it was just one of those things where, like, well, I'll do some other shit, but <laughs> it might not be as cool as that fucking night. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> just a lot of moments. The The Kirk Winstein, of course, both of those. Yeah, he's a really easy guy to talk yes. to because you could talk to him about anything and he'll. Uh, oh, totally. He won't leave any gaps in the conversation. No, he'll and, keep talking. You know. Um, <laughs> Going on Super Joints tour bus to talk to Jimmy Bauer, and all of a sudden, you know, Phil and Soma walks by. Holy fuck. You know, that's just, that. that's, that's just insane shit. Um, that, that, that,
0: that night as well was another one. I think that was the first one where we did like three. Oh, yes. And my, yes, that was so cool. Like we man. did Battle Cross, Child Bite, and Super Joint. I was just like, I was pretty, I wasn't nervous anymore at that point as far as, Talking to people. Right. But I was nervous about the fact of like trying to keep my head in like you know, each one. Right. And not like looking past like Child yeah. Bite, thinking about oh shit, I'm about to talk to Jimmy Bauer, you know, but like yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, that was a great all three of those. Child bite is um both times they've been on the show is awesome. I really enjoy them. God, what was I gonna say?
0: You said Dave Elson.
1: Yeah, the Dave Elson having him on, that means a lot. Yeah. Really does twice, uh, yeah. Um, just you know, I could go on and on. I should have wrote
0: down moments because I thought of some the other day. One of them,
1: yeah. I always when I am at work, shit pops in my head. Like fuck, we never talk about that one. <laughs> Jared James Nichols or Ian Moore or whatever yeah. the fuck. I don't know. Um, you know, there is always ones that we we. Um, you know, the Mark mm-hmm. Torian from Bullet Boys. I mean, what a great guy. I mean, I know a lot. You know, he's you know, whatever. Lots been said, you know, and, uh, you know, he, he had his, he's had his things, but in that moment, he was super, super personable. And, uh, that was great. Definitely one of the nicest dudes we've talked oh, to. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: And I wanted to mention that because there's been several moments where we have talked to people that, not that I disliked their music, I was just indifferent towards it. Mm-hmm. And, C.J. Pierce from Drowning Pool is another one of those bands. Like, Drowning Pool has some songs I like, but I've never been like, I'm going to listen to a Drowning Pool album. But then we go and talk to him, we go on his bus, and it was kind of like what was said by Julie Allen. He was like mixing
1: his drinks. Yeah, he yeah, had his roadie mixing his drinks. And I think that was, it, m- correct me if I'm wrong, was that one of the first tour buses we went on? I think it was pretty early. So I was very nervous because I'd never been in that situation. And, you know, um, so... The recording's done and he's like, kind of wanting to hang out. Yeah, and he's having I don't know. hang what,
0: out. Yeah. I don't know what the
1: fuck to talk about. <laughs> um, just, just shit like that, you know. I, I, I don't know. Um, He is
0: Legends, another one where, like talking to Skyler yeah. from He is Legend, like turned me into a fan of
1: that band. Yeah. I mean, what a, what, what a nice guy to just, you know, he just wants to dis- have a discussion. Yeah. Um, Clutch, you know, those guys. That was fucking great. Um, that was still pretty surreal. Even though. that was just last year yeah, talking to Fallon. I was just, and, and I couldn't believe it. Tim Salt. I mean, to, to uh, unreal, dude. Tommy Victor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I could go on and on. One moment that kind of jumped that I just
0: thought of a second ago. That wasn't an actual podcast recording moment was when we went to the <sighs> Dime Bash. Gas Monkey.
1: Oh no, I see And we
0: met uh, Jose Mangan from Sirius XM. Everybody knows him from Liquid Metal and Octane. Right. And he knew who the fuck we were. Just like he knew the name based off of the Chris Broderick thing that had happened like the week or two before. Right. Right. And I was
1: like, that just kind of blew my yeah. mind that a guy in that position knew our name. Like, you know? well, he reads Blabbermouth. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'll, another funny moment for me is uh, the Mark Kendall... Thunder Down Under thing. Yes, that's great. Yeah, I've told the story before, not to sound trunkish, but, you know, uh, we've we've had Mark Kendall from Great White on twice, and I guess he was trying to tell his wife about it, and he couldn't exactly remember, you know, the name of the podcast, and he said Thunder Down Under, and she Googled it, and it was some, like, male porn thing or Australian stripper review thing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, out of the two of us, I don't know, he, he texted me, he messaged me on Facebook. He's like, uh, so I'm at work, you know, I'm like, holy shit. The guy from Great White's fucking <laughs> messaging me. This is insane. <laughs> and, you know, we, you know, he told me what happened. We had a laugh about it. Just, you know, little memories, stuff like that. It's, it's fun shit. It's, uh, stuff that, you know, I'm very thankful for, and, uh, you know, there's, there's one moment recently I don't know that I could say on the podcast, because it it might not, maybe it shouldn't be public information, but, um, I'm super intrigued now. Oh, the, I'll just, (laughs) the Mother Superior thing, or the, the Jim Wilson thing. Oh. Just the stuff he sent us.
0: Oh, gotcha, yeah.
1: Um, wow, what the fuck? Yeah, You know, who'd have thought, you know, we'd end up with that. Yeah. Um, that's just... And just, that's another thing. People like
0: that that we're, like, huge fans of that, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we've still, we've never, I mean, we met him at a show, like, 18, 20 years ago, but, like, we've never, like, we've all, we've had him on, like, three times and they have been, like, on Skype. Yeah. So we've never really sat down with this dude. But I almost, like, consider this guy, like, a friend now, because as much as we've talked to him and... Converse with him through Facebook and stuff. But Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean it's 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 good stuff. So I'm um, you know. Awesome shit. Now if now if we could just start getting paid for it. There you go. People go buy a shirt or some shit. I don't know.
0: <laughs> and Gene Simmons <laughs> giving me a Dr. Pepper or was it Diet Dr. Pepper I think? Diet Coke, I thought. I think it was Diet Dr. Pepper. Well, maybe it was e- Diet Coke. Either way, it's amazing. Yeah. Regardless. That was that's probably ranks as the most nervous i ever I've ever been. On one of these obviously. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean ha- you can't forget that. Yeah. Um biggest name we've had, definitely. Yeah. So And hey, here we are,
0: three hundred episodes. Four four members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame have been on this podcast.
1: Let's see. So. Um Gene Simmons, Glenn Hughes, Fuck.
0: Two more in the past year, year and a half, year.
1: I give up. Vivian Campbell. That's right. Fuck. Dizzy Reed. That's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice.
0: Yeah, I've got to have interview with a member of Guns N' Roses and a <laughs> member of Tesla now multiple times. Yeah, and Frank, those are,
1: yeah. Frank Hannon. That's always a that's, you you know, Those a are, you know,
0: two of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, like, my top three bands are those two bands and Faith No More. Yeah. So I'm like... I feel pretty fortunate on that, because I know we haven't had anyone from your top three bands, probably. Which is what? Metallica, yeah, and Anthrax, have. and who? Megadeth. Oh, okay. Well, there you we go. Yeah.
1: I didn't know who you considered us in that top three, for sure. So. <laughs> well, the top three bands? Yeah, it's Metallica, Megadeth, and Anthrax. Okay. Always. Yeah. The big three. The big three. Sorry, Kevin Graham.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, kind of bringing this back into the point of this episode, which is Severmind, the, the other big thing about all this is five and a half years ago, 90% of the people that we know in the music scene around here, we didn't know. Yeah. We knew of a lot of them, but we didn't know these people personally. And there's people that have become like, not just good acquaintances, like legit fucking friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, even outside of just musicians, people like Jason Carroll right. and Kevin Graham are like two two of the... Closer friends I've had over the last several years, and right. we
1: only know them because of this podcast, pretty much. I mean, CJ from Grind, yeah. I mean, we found You, you, you all went like kayaking and shit. He fed you brisket the other night. We don't want to get into that. Oh, well, yeah. It wasn't a <laughs> sexual thing, but it was actual. Yeah, God, oh, <laughs> I, I wish it could have been. Right. Just kidding. <laughs>
0: but <sighs> you know, you know, we've said this story before, probably on the last two. 100 and 200 episodes, but whenever we were starting the podcast, even before we actually started the podcast, you know, for a couple of years, we had the Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, I think. Yeah. And we would just make posts and do reviews. And around March or April, I think, is when you said we should go out to a show, just check out some of these area bands. Yeah. And I think the story goes, didn't you say you just Googled yeah. Tulsa, Tulsa Metal? Tulsa
1: Metal. I had been I been out of it so long, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know where the bands played. Any of the clubs I remembered were gone. Yeah. They're all named, you know, the places were there, but they were different names. So, yeah, I went and Googled Tulsa Metal, and the first thing I found was a a show with Severmind Driver, and Blackwater Rebellion. And Shiner. And yeah. Shiner, which has their singers now in Driver. Um, and there you go. And I've, I remember we... Introduced ourselves to. I Feel like Petrillo. someone from every band. Several so mine. We talked to Derek. Yeah, we We're talked not... to Derek D. Patrillo. I think I bought Brandon. our. I think I bought our tickets from Brandon because okay. he was outside the door selling them. Okay. Some shit like that. I can't fucking remember. Like totally. I don't know that we but, talked to
0: Mike Starkey or Cody Slain at that point, but shortly after, right. you know, we.
1: Oh yeah, and and you know, and that's that's the thing that, as much as we. As much as we like to sit here and, you know, talk about how much we, you know, oh, man, Dave Elson, Glenn Hughes,
0: yeah, get Gene Simmons, these, yeah.
1: you know, the, that's something that's really near and dear to my heart. I know yours is, you know, um, helping promote the Tulsa rock scene, Tulsa metal scene, and getting these guys on here and, you know, making sure people know that. You know, this shit's legitimate and it's more than legitimate. It's, it's, it's definitely worth your time and, you know, your listening and your money. And, uh, you know, I need, I need nothing from this. I need somebody to hear this and go check out these bands we're talking about. Yeah. That's the most important. Um, and so, you know, whatever we can do to get the word out, uh, you know, Fist of Rage is another one we always talk about. Um, fuck man. I I, you know, but there's just been so many great Kyle Williams and his all. Oh yeah, all the Kyle Williams stuff. There, there's just been so many great things. You know, if not for this Tulsa scene, if not for the podcast, if not for knowing a lot of these people and forging relationships, we wouldn't see some of the bands we've seen. I, you know, I mean, it's just it's it's good shit, and even.
0: As huge as Tulsa is to us, obviously, because we're right here. Oklahoma City has been that way as well with bands like Archon and Locust Grove and people like Tony Proctor, you know, like always welcome us into his shows and that kind of thing. And it's just been like a really cool experience. Yeah. Like you said, to be able to just promote and share and just go out to these shows and talk to these guys and play their music, you know?
1: Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be good when we can get out and do that again. Yeah.
0: And... You know, kind of another, not to keep dragging on, but the same kind of thing is, like, we mentioned, you know, all the people that we've talked to from these major bands we grew up on, but even bands around here, then we've sat down and talked to guys like Dave Cantrell, yes. Steve Ray, Chad Malone, you know, like you said, Dee Petrillo and Derek Sanders were both in bands back then. We saw Stacy Lane. Stacey Lane. Um, Terry Waska has been on here. Right. Her. You know, from all these great metal and punk bands of the the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And to be able to... You know, Steve Ray was another early guy that we had on, and that yeah. was... You know, he welcomed us into his home, and I was pretty nervous on that one. You know, and now... Oh, I was, and because now I, I remember seeing that... Yeah, friend, seeing you know? that
1: guy when... Yeah. And, like, Dave Cantrell when we were, like, kids. Yeah. You know, and that was fucking cool. All that shit, man. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it's been a... to quit, like, music geeking out here on ourselves, but it's been a fun ride for sure. Yes, it has. So... If you're here because you're a fan of Severmind and you didn't know, we mentioned it here coming up, but Stacey Lane's now been on here more than any one, any single person. <laughs> this will be his sixth time on here. Derek Sanders, this will be his fifth time. And I think Dee Petrillo might be five. And yeah. I feel like there might... I should have looked that up, but I know there's several that are four now, including, like you mentioned, Damon Johnson, CJ. Yeah. Uh... Paulette from Fist of Rage, Um, a few others, but Severmind has been on here. Like I said, Derek and Stacy were on episode twelve. The entire band was on episode one hundred, and the entire band was on episode two hundred, and then Stacy was on here on episode two thirteen with Dave Cantrell, right before Bunnies of Doom did their one-off reunion in April of twenty nineteen, or was it March? Maybe it was March of twenty nineteen. So that's a really cool one as well. So yeah, here we are, 300, and now the full band is here. And we get a debut from Blake Horton. This is his first time on the podcast. He's the the newer bassist. I say new, but he's been there for a bit now, but in Severmind, so should we jump into it? I think so. All right. Here's Blake, Stacy, Thad, and Derek of Severmind. <laughs>
3: Yeah, the Bo Nasty album actually on Spotify now. Like yeah. You can get that. I know you love it. So I think and I was like, holy shit, it's here. <laughs> well, I think when that happened, you posted it or he oh,
0: did. I? Okay. He might even told me or something. Did you see that?
3: Yeah, yeah. Bo Nasty. Bo so Nasty. here you go. It was this early 90s hair metal, baby. Like super fucking good. But nobody, I mean, it's very rare. You come across the, it their claim to fame was a uh, cover of uh, Love Posting, love number, Post no, number, Posting number, number. number Nine. Oh, wow
0: and so yeah but they had like the most corny album cover ever like oh, you think terrible. of like 80s glam bands corny covers you know these guys took the fucking
3: cake well, yeah and the album was called "Dirty but well dressed so <laughs> and they were dressed up like it was the 18th century or something and it was oh, like Victorian it was kind of one sure. of those Cinderella yeah. things you know you look at the cover and go this is fucking ridiculous but they're really good players that were just kind of I think succumbing to the gimmick but it was like but didn't one of the guys fun. go on to something else like <laughs>
0: That one of the guitarists was like in this some other big band later. I before. have no idea. Yeah, either. as I
3: understood, it was, I was like a heard super group of musicians that were hot in L.A. or wherever they were at that time that got together. A doc from Stonecutters, our buddy, he actually knew one of the guys at
4: the time and hung out with them. And that okay. probably ended up being like stud session players or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what there I'm saying? good yeah, players in it. You've probably heard their shit forever on things you didn't even know was. They're they're just waiting for their their checks are just rolling in because they yeah. did a bunch of session work. So yeah, I had posted about him one time and you turned comment on and it's like holy shit!
3: It's like you, you see somebody that knows. I, I know two other people that remember that band. <laughs> <We're> now three, <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> <heard of> <laughs> yeah, and this is, the this
0: is probably the last time you will. I'm not <laughs> in the loop. <laughs> I'll the be loop. sure to
3: make you a copy. I held on to that because I had a burnt disc of it. You know, my buddy and it's All I had because that's all you could find. And now it's on Spotify
0: i still got the original CD. Oh, You do? Yeah. Wow, oh, shit. A friend of mine gave it to me because he didn't like it. <laughs>
2: Apparently, just like, was like, <laughs> that? funny. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's good stuff. So, 300, well, are you
0: sure? <clears throat> pretty sure. We're, we're Definitely. We, we just you? recorded 298 and 299 before we drove over here. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
4: I'll yeah. <laughs> be on interview burnout. I was yeah. going to say, isn't
5: there That's every point, point where you're like, fuck talking to people today. I'm just <laughs> I'm
0: Well, we had already we talked these to these guys before. We just recorded the intro part, so it wasn't that big deal. Yeah, but... uh, sure.
3: Gotcha.
0: But we literally have like, still have like 10 or 12. Yeah. That haven't been released. Uh, like, recorded interviews. Yeah. yeah.
5: Well, it's amazing some of the people you're getting, man. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. When you started out, it was like, oh, this is cool. I was like, they what? They got who? <laughs> then it was Dave Ellison. I, I don't remember I saw it early on like the name started I was like damn I know that guy I mean I know I don't know him yet but I mean I know who he is because right. right. you know I mean? I'm not a music I mean I stay kind of in the
3: he didn't like in my players. own little box <laughs> 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 I do
2: I don't, like the, I
4: don't tell me um, <laughs> Getty likes one of us because he's a tag along. First (laughs) ever band. But,
2: yeah, well, Getty's good. (laughs) He's He's supposed to be here
5: next week. We're (laughs) going to jam for a while. That Getty guy. He does (laughs) come to Tulsa and play tennis occasionally. I know. Because James, Mike Houghton, and all those guys, uh, yeah. One of those guys is friends with Getty Lee and they go out and play tennis together. and I'm like, can you just
3: kind of accidentally tell me when he's here? I'll just, I know. I part. remember when they were in town and they were here for a week doing all those rehearsals mm-hmm. and like almost everybody yeah. I know ran into him. Yeah. I didn't. You know, right? Drillers <laughs> games. You're know, like, oh, yeah. there's Getty Lee right there. I had actually come in from a work trip two hours after, um, Getty and Alex had walked through the airport. <laughs> and People <actually> were still
1: <laughs> talking about <laughs> it. There were pictures and everything. Yeah. Uh, a, a guy I work with had a friend that edited Golf club. Uh, oh, look at this picture. He just came. was oh, uh, man. Yeah, because <laughs> <No, laughs> my
5: chances of meeting Neil Peart now are something. Like yeah,
4: well, you got,
1: yeah, you got, you know,
4: there's one one other place. <laughs> yeah. One place to look.
1: There is something you can do. <laughs>
4: right. Yeah, I'm going to have to change my whole
5: way of thinking, though.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of whatever, I guess it was the last time that Sleep Evers played you, and I know that's not the same level as. Rush, but I mean I guess Flea and Anthony he has heard riding bicycles downtown and I mean I work. I well pre COVID I when I went to the office I worked downtown and so those dudes you know people were Hey, I just saw Flea ride his bike, ride a bicycle by why don't you, you know, come down and I'm like, Well I had this thing called a J O B and I can't
3: really <laughs> yeah, just get up yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <you know, laughs> value for three hours come back by. Right. I could totally see red hot chili peppers riding bicycles around downtown. Probably thinking of like two-seaters. You yeah. <laughs> probably, probably will. Well, uh, Dave Grohl, when they were here last night, he, he was spotted all over the place in downtown Tulsa the, the day before their show, just walking around. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's got to be hard to get out and do anything because I'm sure you're mobbed. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, someone that <laughs> Dave Grohl's recognized by people who probably don't even listen to. Yeah. Fighters yeah. or any of that type of stuff. were
5: not you in Nirvana? Right? <laughs> in, check. How do that Nirvana guy? Yeah. <laughs>
3: I think sorry. They have
5: no I was idea. lucky to get that as you will, Neil Pierce.
3: <laughs> I waited all <laughs> night at that Guns N' Roses show because I was like, Foo Fighters is playing here tomorrow. People have been seeing Dave all day today. I said, I know he's going to show up. He's got to he's gotta be here. Journey.
4: yeah,
3: came out and played on stage with him. Yes. Apparently, they were him and Taylor were hanging out at the Mard Rock, just walking on the floor. Wow. Taylor Hawkins was everywhere at the Hard Rock, taking pictures of people. So that's pretty cool for such a high-profile band. Right. Yeah. I
4: mean, down there. Yeah. Instead so of just secluding yourself away in your hotel room and like, uh, yeah, give me joyous shit. You know, I, mean- I, I, yeah, I would think <laughs> so too. I mean, damn. Yeah. And so, what if you go drop? A, I mean, you know, for them, not for us, but for them. So, what if you go drop a couple hundred bucks in a machine? Yeah. Or, what, well, you know, whatever, and yeah. nothing. Right. I said Taylor was at the bar watching the band play. Oh, no pressure.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <we should. laughs>
4: yeah. No pressure. Well,
0: I've got a stat for you about our podcast. It's fitting that this is the 300th episode. You're the first person that's ever been on here six times.
4: Really? Yeah. yeah. So oh shit. For, yeah. for me? Yeah. How, get, how do I get six times? For the whiskey. I'll, I'll the bunnies of doom thing. Yeah.
0: Because he's been, been here. on it five times now. Like, Damn it! You two were on here way earlier. <laughs> right. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going
5: for you. the test. Can you guys interview me twice next week? We're
1: going to send you a watch. I need a special guest. Send me a watch. I yeah. That's good because I do not have <laughs> one. I don't
2: I don't know. I don't I it's, Eight, in, six it's good times. for it. Uh, go ahead. <laughs>
4: right. you it? There you go. All right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, nice. That took some math, didn't it? I mean, did that I, take some yeah. figuring?
0: Yeah. Well, I just looked through. I'm like, I knew that you guys had vote. This would be the fifth time. And I was like, holy, he has been on here six times? So I just dig through it to see if anybody else had. It. No one else.
3: Damn.
0: Everybody else was four and a couple other fives. And what's your database? Take that,
5: Dave. That's honestly what's <laughs> you some, keep it all on a, like a Google Drive or...
0: Well, I've got all our outlines throughout history on a Google Drive, but stats like that, I just have to dig through SoundCloud or through a, oh, one of the, uh-huh. like through our website, through the RSS feed or something to see.
5: Are you guys plan on doing any video? I
4: know there was a couple of video. Yeah, you guys really do different. a couple of, like right at the beginning of COVID where you guys were. Oh yeah, like video live. Like video. some split screens or something like that.
0: Yeah, we're doing like Facebook live stuff there for a bit. Yeah. And now, I mean, we still do videos on our
1: YouTube page, with, like album reviews and stuff. Okay, like that are separate from the podcast. I'm the diva on that. I fucking hate being on camera. <laughs> fucking hate doing live streams. That is the sound of my recorded voice. I want to not a big I, w- I want to go. Home. <laughs> I want to go home and drink beer <laughs> and be with my woman and watch fucking whatever the fuck I want to watch on TV. Right. So I'm like can we not do this anymore? And then I feel like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> but, like, podcast
0: the, only. No.
1: Yeah, but the videos, we, we did two videos today, so. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a, uh, yeah, no, I know. I'm
4: Yeah, it seems like Derek says, as soon as you hear your own voice, or you hear, I mean, or you see yourself and you like, see how like, yeah. awkward you moved or you did exactly. something, you're like, and, what the fuck? And every
1: time, every, I don't know what it is. Every goddamn time I'm on camera, I yawn incessantly. <laughs> I'm not even tired. I just start fucking yawning. See, I always you yawn understand. right before
3: we play. Yeah. I start getting it's really the, like a.
1: That's because we play at, like, midnight.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been there since three. <laughs> 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 standing up at the booth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm like, can we fucking not do this? I hope am being difficult. Yeah. Well, you know... <laughs>
3: Fix all kinds. See, I'm the, the same way. That's why when we're in the studio, I'm like, I need to sing that again. I need to sing that again. I don't fucking like it. I don't like it. <clears throat> They're pretty tolerant of I me mean, in there because I'm like, I, I've got <laughs> literally track songs we've left and then months later because I don't want to do it again. They say, what part is all of it? <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking thing. are like, shit, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Hank's like, Oh, we <laughs> use every track, yeah. Let me get them in fact, just the last little just sample copy we got of some, some newer say it's funny because it was late at night, we have been there all day, and he's like trying to mix in the old tracks, trying to remember where the new tracks were, yet all of them were completely filled up, so we got like this hybrid of every version of the song that we did, which is nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> we'll release that
4: one day as like a B <laughs> side, and one of us died,
3: <laughs> so... We need a
4: little... I'll just you send them to
5: me, because by episode 500,
3: nobody will be here but us. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and you'll get number 6
2: <laughs> yeah. You're like, take that, Stacy.
3: I fired Stacy right before this episode. <laughs>
2: <Is that right?
3: laughs> I'll hire him back right after. Put yeah. <laughs> uh, <little> pay raise. <laughs>
5: yeah. You guys are getting paid? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yep. Nickel. Nickel. Novel idea. I had a boss one time tell me, I'm going to give you a raise. <laughs> and he dropped some blueprints off. I looked like a two-inch platform. It was big enough for my chair, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "You said you wanted to raise. <laughs> I'm going to raise you two whole inches off the ground." I was like,
4: "Fuck <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, say so this I'd say, you little, "Well, we can't say this because it's your boss. But you're like, you might be a dick." <laughs> 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 I mean, so they also
5: wrote me up because my hockey team beat his hockey team, and then said if they beat him again. Terminated. And, and it was full on signed by the owner of the company. I <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> it's like I've still got it somewhere. That's, that's good stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of recording stuff, you guys released Open Wide recently. Yes. So, kind of talk about how did this whole thing come about with
3: Normal Terror and everything. With all of that. Um. So there's this um, horror podcast called the cult classic horror show and um i became involved with them a couple of years ago and started writing reviews i because on their podcast they cover strictly cult classic movies and so my job was to do um written reviews of new movies for their for their website so they kind of have kind of a one-stop shop of you know new and classic and all that type of stuff so I started getting to know a lot of uh, indie film directors throughout that process. You know, you would connect with one here, connect with one there. And they're all just like indie musicians. I mean, they're all pretty eager to friend anybody, to speak to anybody, mm-hmm. anything that's going to help promote them and get their names out there. And um, a buddy of mine um, ended up going on this podcast called Sacrificial Terror, and it was ran by... Uh, Sam Mason, who's the director of Normal Terror, he started this podcast. My buddy became friends with him. Long story short, he ended up being a co-host on the show, so I got to know this guy even more. And he'd been working on this film, and he was talking about soundtracks, and we just got into a conversation about music. And um, I said, "Well, hey, if you ever need a song or something, you know, original song for a film, hit me up." And um, Sure enough, it uh, wasn't long after that. He said, You know, I, I can't really afford to pay anything at this point, but if you want to write a song for it, you know, um, of course, you keep all the rights and all that type of stuff. It's kind of just a mutual, you know, we promote you, you promote the movie type of thing. And we um, started talking ideas. He said, I, What I'd love to have is a song written about one of the deaths in the movie. So he gave me a list of, here here, you know, the different death scenes that are going to be in the movie. Choose one. And the one I thought I could probably write an entire lyrical based song on was an autopsy because I figured you know, there's a lot of science and a lot of things in there I could look up and, and maybe go for. And I'm a huge horror fan, but I've never written like horror themed lyrics not since high school, you know. So it was kind of a challenge because I'm sitting there going, geez, you know, I got to be kind of brutal because this movie's supposed to be like, you know, super brutal, super gory, you know, one of those type of movies." And, uh, so just sat down and started writing it and thought, you know, probably cool to have a like a classic metal vibe behind this and uh pretty much the rest is history. I mean we brought it in. I think it's probably the fastest we've put a song together since we've all been together. I mean, it, it just months. came together quickly. And it didn't make sense at first. I remember us all sitting in here going, These pieces are I do not I don't I don't know. And then one day <laughs> I think it's because I wasn't here <laughs> shit got figured out.
2: Because I
3: came back in and it was smooth. And I was like. "What <laughs> <laughs> like happened. Remember that song when you left for this?
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember when you dropped your kids off? Yeah, he's a black belt now. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> I know he's playing with paper toys and shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then. Well, it's, and it's. It, the minute I saw that it was out, I'm like, well, this is, has to be you. All you. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the horror yeah. stuff.
5: Yeah. Well, it was him. I mean, the parts come in and they're pretty much. <clears throat> They're there. Yeah. But then there's just the little bells and whistles in between the stops and the breakdowns and the little clicks in the middle of the reset. All,
4: uh... Yeah, I think we put the, we put, you know, we know, added like the, the intro, outro, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of gave it the, well, I don't know what treatment that is, but that treatment, you know, where we had the,
3: I think I've said it before probably on here, but it's the strength of this band for me personally is that we've got four songwriters in the room. I mean, it's like, there's not a single song depending, no matter who brought in the riff or if you use every single riff and that's, I mean, it just, everyone has different ideas and not just on their parts. Like, Oh, here's the drum line. Here's the bass line. You know, it turns into this whole song and and it just, I don't know. Every time I leave here, an idea that I, that I thought might've been okay, turns into something that's even bigger and better. And it seems like it goes that way all the way to the studio you know well, there's songs that like <laughs> we well the second the second <clears throat> harmony part on the chorus yeah
5: on open Wide was just an idea i think you said something stace and said what if you sang that a little bit lower <laughs> and you went in there and we found the pitch on the piano repeatedly cuz <clears> that's <throat> hard to do i mean throwing it somebody is. in the spin <clears throat> In a vocal booth with cans on, with a mic in your face, and everybody's looking through the glass at you. It's like, oh,
3: yeah, can you hit this note perfectly? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's tough for me because my vocal range, like, <clears throat> I had someone tell me once that uh, I had taken a few lessons when I hadn't been singing all that long. So I took a few lessons up front to just kind of learn how to breathe and how to <clears throat> work, you know, not shred my voice and all that type of stuff. And so she told me that, you know, your register from from the middle to the high is very wide, very long, said, but from from mid to low, it's very thin. So when we go in and we're doing these highs and we have to come in and match these in between, it always becomes kind of a a challenge for me, but luckily we have uh, other musicians in the house that can play something on guitar, on the piano there and we're able to match it. And then once it's there, it stays there. But I mean, yeah, we were, we were on a time schedule with this cause we had to have it to the guy. Of course now I'm like, why did we have to hurry? <laughs> COVID <laughs> kind of slowed everything down. you right. right, but we got it. did <clears> the <throat> <clears throat> I mean, we went in and, and you know we had hammered this song what for weeks. That's all we focused on. This song, this song, getting it done. And we go into the studio. Then the vocal ideas came up, and, and Stacy came in with some with some keys to layer behind it, and, and just all these things changed while we were there as we were playing it. It just became. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It blew us away at the end of the night when when we actually listened to put it. Yeah, because when you step
5: away from the studio and you've got ear fatigue and you've mm-hmm. you listened to it eight hours solid, you kind of heard extra parts being layered on top of the, you know the old parts. Then when you get in your car and you're driving home, that's when it really hits you. that you right. can sit back and listen to it objectively, not performing it, not being overly critical in the studio, but just
3: listening to what's there, and it was a pleasant surprise. We even changed the whole vocal melody. I mean, that's one of the songs we went in and recorded all the vocals, and we're done. <laughs> we came back on Tuesday to tweak a few things and <laughs> redid the entire vocals. I don't know if I was pissed off that night or what, but I just, I don't know. this <laughs> <just, just laughs> anger in my voice. I just, oh, well, I had been listening to it for for a little bit and thinking, man, this doesn't sound like, I mean, this is a, this is a horror song, you know. This is about an autopsy, and I yeah. sound like I'm singing eighties <laughs> or something, you know. A little too happy I think for the for the content here. And
0: but do you know are they gonna is the song gonna be played during that scene in the movie? Yes. Um movie-
3: I guess in the in the movie from from what he's told us a little bit, you know, he listens to music while he's killing people. And so that oh, song okay. will be playing we're hoping, Sam, if you're listening, we're hoping that it'll be like a in credit song too. Yeah, that's like a the- where you, you can, can really, really hear, hear it out, out loud because I think right now we're the only Band. He has a guy who's scored the film, but I think we're the only band who's submitted an original song written about the film for the film. So, okay, yeah. And it has gone out to other indie filmmakers. You know, we we had some a couple reach out and asked if we wanted to do a song for this and that. You know, of course they gave us like a two week deadline to write a Christmas (laughs) theme original song. (laughs) Right, Christmas (laughs) theme original song in two weeks. Yeah, for free. We're going to
0: remake uh, Little Drummer Boy, right? Remember?
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go, go, Derek, go. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Derek, just just go yeah. I'm singing the bum yeah. pump pump I'm not playing that yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, you, know, you mentioned a minute ago and, and it really is the, the obvious question, you know, COVID and playing shows and getting stuff done. How has that been different or hindered you guys through all this?
5: Well, we were kind of already in a writing process to begin with, so we were trying to come up with new material for the tunes, so getting together here, we're all pretty much six feet apart anyway. Right. I mean, I think the first show we played after COVID was... June. I know. I was nervous. Was that the same day as the Donald Trump rally? Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Downtown. And they put the Apple on top. And we're like, we're like, well, you're like
1: well, thanks. Target.
5: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's, There's a fucking tonight. target on top of this building. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anybody who doesn't like Trump,
3: come on down here and wave your and guns it was, around. It's, it's a benefit, right? That's, I mean, was that?
4: No. That it was, wasn't social. No, I mean, we, it wasn't we, social. We had agreed was, to do that. We had agreed to do that show back in 5th, February or January. I mean, you know, I mean. We're trying to honor our obligation, although I think we all were, had some nerves about it. I mean, right. for, you know, pick your reason. I know there was, some, there there was a bunch th- of them.
1: And, and, and that's, and that's uh, you know, for me, too, because I, I get, ask him, I, I get nervous about shit, you know, but then i will go do something else. I, I mean, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, the nerves about it, you know, talk about mm-hmm. that and, like your process and I'm gonna do this show or I'm not gonna do that show or Well we had
5: talked about a couple of times cancelling mm-hmm. and saying, you know, look, there's a Trump rally, we don't know if there's bullets gonna be flying. Right. We don't know if there's gonna be ten people there. Is it really worth the time to drive down here and set up and do all this and get shot at?
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
5: which the answer's no. But at the end of it all, we went, and I think just
3: once I was on stage, I was fine. Yeah. And we kind of stayed to ourselves anyway, out at the booth or out on the deck. Well, we just kind of decided, okay, we'll, we'll stay back at our booth, you know, we'll bring masks. Nobody there was wearing masks. I mean, you know, yeah. it was, it was, it was a- pretty in your face as usual. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we, yeah. you know, we all said, we're, "Okay, we'll still do the show," but you know, we're bringing our own microphones. We're not using the shared microphones. It's, you know, sometimes people get a headache about that, but I, I think nowadays they understand a little bit more. And we got up there and played. and It wasn't like a packed-out place, but there, there was a, a decent. I was surprised there was that many people there. Mm-hmm. I think we were more worried about what might happen after the Trump rally because that afternoon they I put see. the inflatable Trump on top of the building, and all political things aside, it's like. That was all I was seeing on Facebook all day. Yeah. People, go, I'm like, I
4: mean, <laughs> not going to, to be down. there. And Donnie took it down. Yeah. We yeah. <coughs> yeah, I <mean>, just <coughs> want to play some music. I mean, right. I don't, yeah, I just want to show up. Stuff. I know. Play some <laughs> music, so...
5: People are going to come through here. Well, we've only done a few shows after that. Yeah. she's uh, So She's Benefit, and we did... Uh, we were supposed to do the first Jason, and that yeah. didn't happen. We no, were, we're supposed, supposed to
3: do that twice. Got canceled. Like, the day the world shut down. <laughs> Remember? Because we got to I think we... At four o'clock that That's afternoon, you know, I mean, Jason's already Ari Layman was already here, and and, and they closed the down. But of course, the biggest suck about it for us was Rocklahoma. Right, we were Ryan. playing on stage before John Five. You know, we got in our lineup. There amazing people on the stage we were playing on. Like you were directly we before were John finally, Five, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean that. Uh, so that, of course, got canceled. Yeah, we're hoping that you know, they've moved it to Labor Day next year tentatively, I guess. And we're hoping they're just gonna try and take everyone over. Because we had gotten we were on there the year before and then the bands got twice. cut. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One of the stages got the band. You're one of my cut. bands
5: and I want you in here. And I was like, okay, and she said we're going inside the fence, whole new monkey this year, and we were all jazzed about it. And then ten days after that she said they want more from me that I'm willing to give and I'm not going to do it. It was like, damn. And then a couple of days later, Doug, Doug sent the yeah. message saying, hey, you're one of my bands this year. And then the whole thing got shit-canned. Mm-hmm. But I mean, everything for a reason, right? Yeah. I mean, I might have met my
4: future ex-wife out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you for letting me avoid that
4: bullshit. <laughs> but I, I think kind of to, to your uh, to your question there, I think we, we did actually from, I felt, I don't remember the timeline, but I felt like from from March... Until I mean, we had a solid eight weeks where we didn't do anything. Yeah, you know, after what I remember, we just literally said. <laughs> I mean, we didn't know like everybody else. I mean, at first we
3: were very metal about it. we were like, "Fuck, man, people are overreacting." <laughs> a couple of weeks later, we're like, "Hey guys, <laughs> maybe we should stay home." Yeah. So, so
4: we took that eight week <clears throat> break, and then, and you know, by as that eight weeks goes on, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like. I know they haven't canceled Rock, Oklahoma, but there is no way we can go from where we are right now to that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, you, I mean, you just knew that was going to be the case, and yeah. we had already. I mean, we were trying to get a, our the CD that we're working on. We were trying to get that done For, in in that um, whole time frame, and that right. that stopped all of that. And you know, we're trying to stumble through process since then. I mean yeah, silver
3: lining did that. I mean like we were, you know, aiming to have it done, so we would have had a, a disc out, but it wasn't gonna I mean we were probably gonna have maybe six songs on there. We were hoping for maybe eight, but it was probably gonna be more around six. And now that it's been put on hold for so long, we've written a lot of material over the break and, and things like that. So it's looking like we're not in a big hurry now to get it done because even if Oklahoma comes around for us again and it'll be Labor Day of next year and we might be able to actually have way more songs than that Hopefully like 8 can. to 10 yeah
5: most of them yeah, so. and sometimes they just fall out and sometimes they on. get reworked <laughs> and I mean, you, you know writing tunes you never know there's just parts of it that don't feel right mm-hmm. and, or feel mm-hmm. forced and so these guys go home and think about it I think about it and ideas come back via phone by, via text or sometimes they just send videos they're really <laughs> good about that I like I, I don't know I can't. Technology is not my friend.
3: Yeah. All the fancy technology you see on our end is this guy right here. Yeah, Blake. We finally had to give him the job. Our logistical manager.
2: manager.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and that that, that takes us to the next, our next uh, topic. We don't like Blake. Okay. Well, first, first, uh, you know, talk about the change of bass players. I mean, if you want, it, it, if it's too sensationalized, it doesn't matter. Uh, but mainly, you know, uh, talk about finding somebody and what he brings to the band. And then we'll have questions for him about you three. Oh,
2: shit. For
5: sure. I sure. I was can't, like, can't
1: <laughs> so yeah, it was, yeah, there you go. I'll let Doc,
5: Doc. D kind of go into like. Well, the whole thing the with transition. Chris leaving was not was all unexpected. <laughs> It was already on the heels of another personnel change when Heath left. Dad came on board. Chris was into it. He was loving it, and then he decided that he didn't love it. And he said he sent us a text after Jam and said, i sorry, guys, but this is my last. Yeah, you know, that was my last rehearsal, and I'm done." And uh, wow! So I was like, "Oh, wow, okay." Um, still don't. That, that was kind of know. a shock. What? Yeah, yeah because I then, still have no idea. <clears throat> why he left, or I don't know, not really a hot conversation with me, but I'd love to talk to him. I've I've reached out a few times, but he's, you know, short answers, and that's it, and I'm not going to pry. The guy's got his his own life. He's got a family. He's got, you know, there's certain circumstances that I don't know anything about, so I just let him, I respect his decision. If you want to bow out, that's cool. I appreciate you letting us know there with that. 20 minutes. Um,
3: but then dad said, <laughs> I know, hey, I know a guy and it was seamless. And Blake came in here. And Blake is a guy I've known for years. Um, he was in a band called Benny's little weasel while I was in a band called zero crossing. So through, you know, band members, knowing band members, um, Benny's little weasel came out and played shows with us. Uh, we had a bass player who, um, for a period of time, um, he he couldn't play as many shows as we were doing, so he was like, "Well, you know, Blake from Benny's Little Weasel, he's willing to step in when I can't do shows." So he came, kind of became our, our substitute bass player anytime ours couldn't make their show. Struck up stop a report being, then, stop, yeah. No, that's the word we're getting. He's He's your new name now.
5: Stop being. Bring in the stop being. Yeah, and
3: he's always it's a good been, movie. <laughs> he's been like super easy to work with. You know, never brought any drama. Always has this positive, can-do attitude, and would like drop shit in a second and learn stuff to come play a show with, with very little notice. So I always kind of wanted to be in a more permanent band with him. Um, he had kids and, you know, kind of dropped out for a little bit, as, as I think we've probably all done at some point. And then he called me up and said, hey, I'm wanting to play again. So if anything comes up, let me know. We started a band called Morning Suns, And then after a short run of that, which is actually where Stacy recruited me from, we realized that band wasn't going to work with just personnel issues, availability, and all that type of stuff. So it just wasn't, it wasn't mashing up. We were hoping to do original music. We realized quickly that it's not going to happen. So I felt bad and, and referred him to another band that he joined. And then we had a bass player leave. And so I went and stole my right back from that band, kind of <laughs> in a way. <laughs> well, it was just on <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: no, yeah. It's my unemployment.
5: But it's well, scary. <laughs> I mean, it really is scary from from the standpoint of. I mean, well, I know, I mean, I, this is about to be my 16th year with this project, so <clears throat> you, you always wonder, is this yep. maybe the end of it, maybe we're done, and you get the questions I know we were asking Thad, because mm-hmm. we had him under the hot light, and he was tied to the chair, <laughs> you
2: know, is he, is he a <laughs> <very laughs> meth is he an
5: alcoholic, is he out of control, like, you know, can't make the rehearsal, is he... You know, falling off stage because we've had that. were you good cop, bad
0: cop in it,
2: or <laughs> <just> both? <laughs> was,
0: both of us were horrible. Oh, okay.
5: Horrible. It was, okay. Pretty, it
2: was hey. pretty
3: funny because I met with them all separate times and then all together. Like, Stacy ah. wind and dine me. Derek came out to a show with my other band and we talked. Chris came <laughs> out to a show, you know, and it was like
1: I met this guy for tickets at a parking lot. once yeah. I'm pretty sure meth head. Yeah. Okay? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. I'm glad you said quick trip. I'm already here, man. <laughs>
5: No, it was seamless because that's. I mean, it's like, let's say you're adopting a child, and it's going to change the entire dynamic of your household. So, if, if Severmind is our household, bringing in another person, automatically you're like, is he a dick? Is he cool? Is he a pushover? Is he candy ass? Or what? You don't really know. I mean, you've got all these questions. Is he can he play? I guess that's pretty critical.
2: <laughs> you know, they came in, and the answer was yes. On all, I mean, it was like, "Hey,
5: he's a
3: family guy. He's got a job. Two important things." I was still fairly new, so it was cool to, you know, like, "Okay, well, yeah, let's just bring him in." Because I knew, just spend a little bit of time with him, and I, I, I knew for sure I was like, "This isn't going to be a problem. i are going to like him for all the reasons he just mentioned," and it, it, it did it just click. Yeah, and he
5: is—I uh, <clears throat> don't know how to put it from a drummer's perspective because that's the chemistry I have to find, is with the bass player for that foundation, and I think he was a little hesitant at first, and as he kind of kept leaning out there a little farther, going, oh, look, let me get, oh, damn, I got away with that one. Did you see that? Nobody even turned and looked at me. Nobody turned. was like, we were turning and looking at him, going, fuck yeah, give me more of that. Give me more of that. So the walk started coming in, and the geezer influence, and because that's my whole deal. is, I mean, geezer, and especially Vinny Abbassie, uh, The whole Sabbath, you know Mob Rules was what changed my whole Mm -hmm. life metal wise. Right. So I still tend to go back to that and old maiden and he's Steve Harris and Geezer Butler wrapped up in the one. That's great. I think Um, he summed
3: um, up the spirit of the band too. I mean, as I mentioned before, like I felt that way when I came in. It was always a a matter of let's try it, let's push, no matter who came in with an idea, didn't sound anything like you thought a severmine sound might sound like, and it turns into one. Everybody's just been open with those ideas. We seem to come together when it's not working and just go, hey, yeah,
2: like, we and should move, move on to the them. next thing, yeah. you know,
3: but it's just, it's a collaboration. Strongest one I've ever been a part of, you know, I mean, as far as the entire band working together to create stuff, you know. So. Yeah,
5: if someone will have an off idea and you'll be like, eh, I don't know, and then hey, let's run it. Let's see what happens mm-hmm. if we do that. And then... Oh, I kind of like that. Or what if we did that, but we stopped here? Or somebody will fuck up, and you're like, Oh, wait, when you fucked up right there, I like
2: that. <laughs> well, that's where my <laughs> <popularity's come off. laughs>
3: I'll do something I'm not... Uh, Damn it, that sucked. Like, no, but it didn't, though, because it's... That's, yeah. We should keep <laughs> so, it in. They don't <laughs> fuck up very much, but... Can you fuck up every time just like that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes there is magic in
5: mistakes. Yeah, it really it is. Is. Happy little accidents, man. Yeah. yeah. Appetite for destruction. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Blake's still... Later on, we'll talk, and I'll tell you, he's <clears throat> brutal, mean individual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, rebuttal. Uh, no.
5: You just
4: called him a butthole? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: yeah.
2: Well, your honor, I... Oh, sorry try to stare at him. Sorry. <laughs> uh,
4: oh, man, it's been, it's been a great ride so far. I, I, um, like Thad said, I mean, we've been on the scene together for quite a few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw you guys nod a little bit when you mentioned Ben's little weasel, so, I mean... I was with those guys for quite a spin. We, we played. We played a show. Well, we actually did. We played. We played Rocklahoma. We played several other shows. In fact, you can probably find. There's a weasels up yeah, here on some easy. of these yeah, flyers. So uh, it was a good time. It was a good fun with those guys. Um, yeah, uh,
0: CJ's been on this podcast several times. So CJ, yeah. not yeah.
5: six, motherfucker.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not even five. I don't think it might just be four. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. denly>, He's, he's, dude, he's, he's a great guy, Greg Taurus, great guitarist, great man. Awesome. He's,
1: he's he's real uh, down to earth and fun guy to hang with. No, he's not. He sucks. <laughs> 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 oh, um,
4: So, yeah, I mean, when, uh, when Thad hit me up and said, hey, man, would you be interested in coming out and uh, auditioning for Severmind? I was like, are you serious? I know them. I was like, Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he talked to talked these guys up. I heard the new songs that come out. I'm like, man, that's. That's a group I'd love to have someday. I mean, no this is the band I was in at the time, but um, it was just, it, it was a good group of people. I, don't know, I was having fun with them. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, with that said that, I'm like, shoot, man, I don't know if I can rock to band right now, but I'm sure I'm going to try. So, you
2: know, <laughs>
4: I came out and decided to yeah, give it a whirl because great tunes. Um, I didn't really know Stacey or Derek. Uh, and I'm a little intimidated coming in at first. Going in that first practice, I'm like, okay, these guys are going to be dicks, and say, that's not how Chris played it. And, and then, <laughs> You're like the Jensen Newsman. Yeah, but I think one of our first
5: things we said was, you play it like you
4: play right. it. Right, and then they did, and that, that, that did put me a little bit at ease, and I think it was... We're dicks, but we're fair. I think it was head case. <laughs> we
5: we're fair. We we're fair dicks. We we're corny nice.
4: dicks. Yeah, man. yeah.
5: I've never been called a fair dick before yes. until just now.
4: <laughs> fair
5: weather dick? Yeah. <laughs> no, nope, mine's up. I well. <laughs> I think it was a, uh,
4: it was headcase was the the first one that uh, I made some changes. I didn't really mean to, um, but it was it was in the breakdown where it just kind of to me it felt like it should keep moving. And I mean, I crammed all these songs into I don't remember how long it was a week or two. Mm-hmm. That I was just trying to get them down. And you were like on stage a, with us what like a month? A month later.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, and sure that was booked.
5: not that blossom? Or uh, was
2: that. It was. Yeah, it I notes. think it was. It yeah, because it, it was like a like goose a good spot, and That's <laughs> a good spot. Yeah, show right there. Uh,
4: so yeah, it was on my birthday. That's well, we right. have a way of doing that because
5: Stacey's first show was at the Canes for THC.
4: Yep, nice. And it
5: was like, yep. yeah, hey, I'm glad you're aboard. We got a show in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then mine was the
3: uh, the headpiece against bullying. The oh, the against against, against in bullying. In was that that right. Right. and it's That good. was a few weeks. Yes. For a month yeah. or so after. <clears throat> so, yeah, you guys. And we hit him behind a pole the entire night for the first gig. We didn't realize it. There we was, was like six, you know, not seen.
2: Well, oh, there <laughs> is a new as bass long player. As you play
3: okay, I guess that works, right? Well,
5: but I'll <laughs> tell you one thing. The voice, the vocals in a band are going to be a hell of a lot more obvious that there's a change than the bass. Right. Unless you're a bassist and you're like, oh, that tone doesn't sound the same. You're like, not playing that the same, you know, but voice, anybody that listens to the music gets it, so... I was happy with the way that Thad was received.
0: And like I said, Blake's been seamless. I mean, yeah. it's just been. Well, sick. you mentioned, oh, yeah. I was sorry. I was going to say, well, you mentioned Benny's Little Weasel. Like, what <laughs> else have you
4: done music wise oh, throughout <laughs> the years? Oh man. on Blazer himself. <laughs> <laughs> Did that for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Went blind right eye. Can't see on his left. Shades on rehearsal. So I mean, surprisingly, so dig way back. I'll tell you a short story. Uh, when I first started playing after I moved to Tulsa, um, a buddy of mine, actually the same guy from uh, Zero Crossing, uh, who I filled in for, um, I worked with him, and he told me he was a bassist. Like, oh man, I had a I had an interest in that for a long time. Travis, Travis, yeah,
1: yeah I've <laughs> schooled him since middle school. I yeah, know, like, that's uh, it. I anyway, yeah.
4: he brought a bass in one day at work, and he was going to go play with I think dog's way, I think they were having a, a rehearsal or something, and was telling me about it, I was like, man I really, really, really wanted to play and I just haven't had the time, and then I finally decided to fight. I'm going to dive in and do it, so I ended up going and taking lessons from the same guy he took lessons with 20 years prior <laughs> Wow! <laughs> wow. <laughs> same guy he taught teaching at the same place uh, he's not there now, but Rick Williams if you want to hit him up, he is still teaching he's now in broken arrow, he's got his own studio uh, store, not plugging anyway not a sponsor. Uh but yeah, Expect so kickback uh, on that one. Okay. <laughs> I got it with him and I was like, okay, I know music theory. I was in at a choir and stuff in school and I tried to pick up bass when I was in high school, but I just I couldn't afford one. Um so I couldn't play. So I moved down here and decided to take lessons, and then I just I took the first gig that I could off Craigslist and it was actually a classic country band out of Old Mould called 75 South.
2: Nice.
4: So yeah, well, and uh <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I got the t-shirt. <laughs> oh, nice! And my very first show was a horrible disaster on a flatbed trailer in the middle of a field out in Stigler. This sounds no. like
0: classic country. Yeah,
4: yeah it was yeah. It was way the hell out in the sticks and the hicks or hicks and the sticks, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes it was uh, yeah it was uh, it was fun I mean those guys took a chance on uh, a <laughs> young bassist <laughs> <laughs> I just got got that sorry boy <laughs> yeah, <good>. he's slow <laughs> <laughs> he's Asian he's not
0: <like, laughs> <laughs> uh, slow lane that's what started <laughs> going are <yeah>, right <laughs> it took
2: a, no! a Blaine, chance huh? a young I'm bass player you know,
4: over here. didn't know much <laughs> it was a good way to develop my ear because I mean I, I'm a fan of music in general my obvious favorite genre is metal and rock, and but I mean, I've, I love everything, all the way down to classic country. I like some uh, modern, obviously, rock, eighties rock, you know, any of that stuff. It's fun, and I'll play a lot of different types of music. Um, so it was good to really help develop my ear and get to know people, and then I jumped from that to uh, my first rock band in Tulsa, which was uh, Spiral Theory. I don't know if anybody ever heard of it. In our first show we played with Hector Backwoods yeah. at the Dragon Slayer in wow. Yale. That was uh, Yeah. That was that was a place. It yeah. So, it, it was fun. So it, it was a good ride with those guys. Um, and I went from Spiral Theory to uh Danny's Little Weasel at that point. Um, and I, I, I bounced around a little bit so I, I kind of jokingly told these guys, and I hope that it never happens, but I seem to have come into a few bands who were on their way out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So, yeah, because you are technically a member of Zero Crossing. Nice. So you're like no, fucking last voice there. There.
4: <laughs> We play every once in a while type of thing.
2: It's yeah,
4: not progressing. So, I don't want to count them as uh, out because, yeah, we're still doing stuff and trying to have some fun with that. But uh, um, there's a band called uh, well, Dog's Way I mentioned earlier. So again, I'm following in Travis's footsteps here. So he exited the band to play with Zero Crossing. I joined the band. Um, and we never really got far. Drama issues, singer quit, dog got tired, whatever. Um, we, <laughs> yeah, we, it, we tried to spin that, turn that into, um, another band. I don't remember what name it came up at that point, And then it, it died and fizzled out. I stuck back with ben as Little Weasel, um, and rode that train for quite a while. Um, we had a lot of fun. You guys know Jason Woodland uh, and Nikki Sherwood, the singer. I mean, those two have been together since the beginning of time, best friends for life. And uh, they also played Jet Catch uh, together. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. The is awesome.
1: And Old Man. Okay. So, um, well, um, you know, as you know, I'm seeing the Flotsam jets and Jetsam and the Flaw, and then he mentioned Geezer and Paris. <coughs> I mean, who, are those your guys, or who who is who is your guy or guys? Who is your band <laughs> or bands?
4: My, so I, I am heavily influenced uh, by me. I do mean, I love Steve Harrison. He's phenomenal. Right. Basis. I'll never be him. Nobody can <clears throat> be him. Right. Um, so you I can't wear I, spandex. I Healthy, you
1: want to see that? <laughs> Furry. Wear get the just strapped, I can wear cargo shorts.
4: and can wear cargo shorts. I'm good with that. Um, but then Allison Chains. I'm actually from Seattle. I grew up with the grunge. Um, Allison Chains is my go to. Mm-hmm. I do like, I love Nirvana. Um, they're they're very big. Great.
2: Absolutely.
4: Absolutely.
0: Jimmy uh, Hendrix is pretty good Seattle bass. Yeah, I heard no, that guy. I heard, I that, heard you guy. that guy. Yeah, you heard this
4: yeah. guy. Right. Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> 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 is okay, I think. <laughs> um, I, know, I on that. I mean, you know, um, coming mm-hmm. up in that area in that time, um, Alice Change really speak, spoke to me and it was just that type of music, you know, young and angry, teenager and all that stuff. And
0: Which is better, the first one or the second one? Mm-hmm. Most people say the second one, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty even. I can't
4: really <laughs> Are you talking about and Alice Chains? Face looked or, or, looked or dirt? dirt? I... I Faceless is good. I like uh, I like Dirt. <sighs> Grind is a good album. Um, dirt to me. Jar of yeah, Flies Jara is flies, good. Jar of Flies, those two albums. Which
5: does. is the one that has four tunes on it with Nancy Wilson singing back up. Nancy Wilson from Hearts. I plays. listen to it's Sap. Dirt. On is that it's Dirt? Sap. Sap sap, 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 sap. 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 Dirt. dirt, sap, dirt, sap, dirt I don't know. Rocks. <laughs> little pebbles. What's the matter? <laughs> <third album?
3: laughs> Blades of Grass. Dirt yeah. was that album Bark. for me in high school that just got me through... Right, angst, like yeah. just every song that "And Then Jar of Flies" came out, and that followed right behind it, which was so cool because it was such a different sounding album from yeah. previous But I'm
4: with you on that all the way. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, the guys just cohesively they just mm-hmm. brought mm-hmm. this awesome sound together. And you know, I played with different people here and there who've who've had that. So <coughs> I try to gravitate towards that. Um, and. I, <sighs> I, I gravitate towards that cohesiveness, and since I've been here with these guys, that I mean has really kind of just blossomed right out. I mean, we don't have the the, the Jerry and Lane. We got lanes. We have lanes. <laughs> we, <have>
1: Lane. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the harmonies that they have, but that's not exactly <laughs> our
2: style of music either. But you,
4: you, if you listen to some stuff that I have that we have coming up, you'll hear a bit of that come out in a few of my lines. Um, I do, I do like a lot of the walking, uh, like Derek likes to point out quite a bit <laughs> with some of the, the Steve Harrison stuff. I mean, just old made. and I'm very, very much a big fan of seventies uh, and eighties um, rock music and how it told a story. Like when you really listen to the song and even when you listen to the baseline, I mean, hey, listen to something like, of course, uh, meatloaf. know, yeah. Some of those operatic, Tiles of so you know those songs in general tell a story, but you also go back and listen to some of the like old Queen's Rack and stuff like that. If you listen to where they're going with some of how the song starts, and you actually listen to um, just the bass line follow through, and maybe you have to be a, a, a bassist or have an affinity for that stuff to really <laughs> dig into that, but you can hear that different story comes through on some of that. So and I like how it it changed through everything. That's, and, and no slight to anybody who. Does that repetitive four bar measure over and over again? And we have songs like that, everybody should, because those are still good songs. But every now and then you need that good, powerful song that has something that really pushes that story through. That you can tell the story not just with the lyrics, but also with the music.
3: That's another thing, you know, I, I know I keep going back to it, but when you've got all four people working on songs and all four people with different, somewhat different influences, it's enough of the same, but it's enough different to have different things coming out and everybody's ideas going into one thing and keeps the songs from sounding like one or the other. Because whenever I come up with an idea for something, it's usually pretty basic. It's some riffs and maybe some melody and then bring it in and these guys take it to work and, and add pieces to it or just change it to where It doesn't sound like that typical 44 four and I think that's where the band starts shining. I mean, everybody just... I don't know. It, the, the writing process here has blown me away. And I remember... Blake saying that after was it reprisal that we had finished and we like did that in a month or so after eating we were like Jesus we just you know we did annihilation and we did reprisal back to back and it was so quick, especially considering that, you know, we rehearse maybe once a week. Uh, we try to at least once a week or sometimes it's every other week, but it seems to flow really well. If it works, it seems to go pretty quickly. If it doesn't, we push it aside and move on. So
5: Yeah, and that's, uh, again, to bass players, uh, as a drummer, our bass players that come in and play exactly what the guitars are playing, they just play it on the bass. Right, yeah. But to hear him when he starts going off in Blake's bass over there, and it's like, oh yeah, keep that shit up, because he doesn't just follow along, he's got more of a an idea of where the bass needs to move. And I, I appreciate what you said earlier about hearing that beginning of the song, and following that bass line through it and letting it tell its own story. Mm-hmm. But it was nice. And we do write some songs. I mean, we'll, we'll call them, you know, hey, we're going to do the Maiden part for 12 bars. <laughs> we're doing, you know, then we're going to break into the Alice in Chains bit. So, I mean, it's not like it's right. unheard of that we have those influences right out in the open. I mean, we had the woohoo song, which <laughs> never made it. <laughs> yeah,
2: it always been <laughs> but, tabled. Yeah, it's been. We totally,
5: been, <laughs>
3: because someone said, woohoo right in the middle of the fuck, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> I that mean, song. You I it every time got a Lane thing. written song, it is, it is about as far from simple as it can get. Like, <laughs> seriously, I've learned a lot about guitar playing and gotten a lot better, I think, playing with him because he, he'll do all these cool things in the studio and it's like, how the fuck are we not going to do that live? I mean, it just sounds too cool not to. So, yeah, so if, you, you if you bubble. throw Nirvana or something <laughs> at it, he's going to be like... Uh, <laughs> Nope. (laughs) Take it back and come back
0: with (laughs) another. Well, here's a random side note for you. Something good that happened in 2020 is I met Steve Harris.
1: Uh, oh, wow. That is a good look, there. dude. Wow. Thanks for bringing that up yeah. again, you asshole.
0: <laughs> you can do it every day. Wow, holla at me. And I'll see you next Friday.
3: And by the way, I met Sea Bear. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> where did he touch you? <clears throat> can I touch you? <clears throat>
3: <throat>
0: yeah, I believe it was this <clears> throat> side <throat> where he shook my hand. Show and... me
1: on the doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where he
2: touched you. And
1: he touched me there. We got a handshake
0: and a cover That's cool. No, it was uh, <laughs> it was January. Oh so, okay, so oh. before the bottom. No, still
5: yeah. counts. still so counts. what how did were you just walking down the road and here's Steve Harris? I mean it's like, not
0: he played uh he played Trees in Dallas in Deep Elm with his band British Line. Oh
5: really? Right. That's oh, nice. tour.
0: Yeah. Do what?
5: I
1: didn't know he was in a second band.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah you'd had like get like a couple of out. In. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> it's it's more bite like basic stuff. Yeah. I mean basic. Like, <laughs> like <base Yeah>. sick <laughs> man. Yeah, with, with maybe like maybe a little bit of power metal singer. Yeah, yeah. you know. If, if you go into it thinking you're going to hear sidebar Maiden, you're not hearing. Yeah, right. which is
4: the point of
3: a side project. That's what I've
4: gotta, yeah, I got. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I don't want <laughs> to go Maiden, in and listen to it. <laughs> All right, but I mean, when you've got an icon like that stuck in your head, then you right. go to listen to their stuff, and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Right. That's. <laughs> put on my shirt, man. I All grew the, the back of my hair out a little bit. Come on.
1: Okay, so here's a good one. It's just quick fire. Favorite maiden record. Around. Grounds. Go. Killers. By far. We jumped out of the circle. Can I say a
4: live
0: album? Yeah, I
5: was
4: going you to say. say lie, live after death. Yeah. Oh, probably. <clears throat> I, I, was, yeah, I says that this, was from that I tour. feel like I'm going <laughs> to get it. Poo pooed here, but I had the 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 flight, the one that came out with the DVD, the whole flight local, six, six six six. Yes, I love. Oh, nice. I listen that's to that six, fucking all the time. I mean, it's just kind of the. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the greatest hits thing live. I mean, so to speak. That's, that's, great. that's great. You got
2: four
1: different ones. What's yours? Oh geez. Um you can't ask the question and not expect. Yeah, that. yeah. I, mean, I think <laughs> probably probably number of the beast or. You know, I, I, you know, at the risk of getting crucified, Chug um, you later. I really I, that's Polish, that's much risk. What's that, motherfucker? <laughs> X Factor, exactly. Well, that's what I was looking for. I, I really like Dance of Death for some reason. I mean, I know that's no newer. more lies on that song or that album. Oh man, I just that that hit me in a way. The the others, I don't, well, you know. I
2: I won't like,
3: forget when I walked into the store and bought. Brave New World, because that was like Adrian's back, Bruce is back, yeah, yep. and I heard that CD and I thought, holy shit, I mean, they're back in strong form, mm-hmm. and they put out that Rock in Rio, and their live albums to me were always like, yeah, just you know. as big, I mean,
4: it was like, <laughs> right. holy That's shit! I kept going back to it. Every time you have a small city in
2: attendance. I'm yeah, really? yes. yeah <laughs> right? and, and their ability
4: to get all those people to yeah. I mean,
0: <clears throat> to thing the guitar riffs. Yes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, get, I mean, you know, it's you your chills. You're just like, shit. Bruce
3: Dickinson did me. I mean, like, that last tour, I remember sitting there. We were, you know, once the one in Tulsa and Oklahoma City, but in yeah. Tulsa, we were up front. We were close. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, there's Bruce Dickinson, who's, you know, in his 60s, flew the band here, you know, is playing a three hour set. Has a hole in his fucking tongue. Running and around the whole time it's doing running it. Running around the whole time and yes. sounded good. Like yeah. I mean it was like, what? I mean it's a beast. And
4: yeah. when did the you number cheese you know? come out? Is that
5: eighty
3: <clears> two? <throat> it was the first
4: Bruce record. Yeah, so eighty two
5: or eighty three. So I that yeah, for Christmas. My sister gave me that vinyl for Christmas. It's in that room right behind Jason. And a goat skull. That was one of my two gifts were for my sister. And they were <laughs> under the Christmas tree. And I remember yeah, my parents the going, Number of the Beast? Got a ghost
1: skull? Is there yeah. something going on here? What's yours? That you have an answer. She be- yeah, the a family ghost business. Mm-hmm.
0: It's Number of the Beast or Seventh Son of a Seventh Same. son. And I'm
5: surprised and Peace and of Mind didn't come up because that's probably my second thing. Huh? But Killers with Paul Diano, <laughs> No Offense Bruce. The Paul Di'Anno and Criss Jameson. Uh, I Both those albums. Are <clears throat> well, I went back and listened to Killers after we did I after we did Misfortune," and realized that I had stolen like three of my parts, <laughs> three hard. of my fills were co- directly ripped off from Killers because of <laughs> such a huge influence. <laughs> right. That's
3: okay. I've noticed I mean, that I mean, with our last several releases, like going back and listening to them like with fresh ears again, it's like or you can hear our influences all over this thing sometimes. I don't know if other people can. I, I think sometimes they can, because we've gotten a lot of responses of, oh, it reminds me of old classic metal. You guys have even sell oh, a show. There's Dueling Guitars on here. Yeah. It sounds like some old classic metal type of stuff, which is, in my opinion, best compliment, because it's just kind of, I think, what we subconsciously grew up with and added in, and there's enough modern in it, I think, to to change it up a little bit, you know, but definitely the last few songs we've released, which some of them you guys haven't heard yet. I mean, you've heard them live, but we haven't released
4: them on the album yet, but definitely a lot of different styles going on. So you kind of mentioned it a bit earlier, talking about how,
0: you know, the album's not like an immediate rushed. rush type thing. <laughs> like, what's, I mean, what's the status? Like, have, I know you guys have all this stuff written, but have you recorded anything like earlier this year or? Yeah, yep. we recorded five. Oh,
5: okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you guys have heard them. That's the bad part about writing this way is we we write them and then we release them. Yeah, as singles, and then when you put out a CD, okay, like, so all this oh, is oh, going to be on, on that. Okay, on, the,
3: on yeah. The, yeah, yeah. We've, we've kind of decided, I think, collectively that we, you know, we've got three songs that we wrote and released as we wrote and released. You know, um, two of them we've gone back and redone, like put new pieces in backing vocals in, especially after we did open wide and we found something, we were like, man, I think, I think our, our signature as this new four piece unit is starting to come together. So we went back to some of the old ones and retracked vocals for me particularly, because when we released Headcase and Redeemer, I hadn't been in the band that long. Headcase, the music was already written. The lyrics were kind, or lyrics weren't really written, but there was kind of a melody, you know. And I was trying to fall in line with that, trying to find my my footing on it. And then Redeemer was the first song we worked up as a full band together. And I think I just wasn't as confident yet when we went in and did it. It was all still new to me. And so, as we've done it live a few times and figured out things that have worked and not worked, we decided to go back and, and layer it more. Blake uh, you know like he mentioned he has different bass lines different things he's doing so we went back and, and tracked his bass lines on top of it so I think when the record comes out there'll be new versions of those songs that sound a little bit bigger and better and then we've got a couple more songs that we've been playing live that we've recorded and then um, of course open wide which we released open wide just because of the movie thing it's going to be on the record but it's mm. kind of a Here's something for to feature the film and feature a single and, and keep us out there, especially now that the album might be delayed. But we've got two other songs in the works that we're trying to put on, and it's, it's kind of nice being able to have that time to do it and really work them out, like we have on the other songs. So. Yeah, but we're looking forward to it because right now, you know, we've got kind of a new audience coming in. I um, mean, we have some some people who've been with the band some <laughs> as long as it's been together. But new audiences coming in when the when the film song came out, you know, people from other areas were asking, and and that's when we're like, shit, we need to get a full length record out because we've only got these few songs up, and you know. start
4: to see a spike in our uh, South American content too.
2: Yes, <laughs>
3: Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah just, that's really right. like we're doing it. It's, it's a just it's weird, isn't it?
0: Just like when you find out stuff like that, like we. When we released an episode yeah. with Glenn Hughes a few months ago, I got Ooh. stats, and we were like number ten in music in Costa Rica. Oh, yes. oh that's because awesome. of that. <laughs> yeah. For that one week, because of that episode, I guess when, he's got a big uh, fan base there. I don't know.
4: That's no, <laughs> yeah. man, awesome. There's a huge metal fan base in, in South Central mm-hmm. and South yeah. America. I mean, like Dad was saying, we actually have an interview this week with some live team. performance. Yeah, yeah. In Brazil yeah. For, for Brazil, yeah. Brazil radio
5: yeah. station. Uh, I don't even. That's yeah, a Brazilian podcast. guy. Uh, I talked to through another girl that I know that, and I ended up sending him a message saying, "Hey, we'd be interested in doing it. Here's our new single." And he wrote back and said, "Oh, hell yeah! I, you know they'll eat this up. So we're actually going to perform live
2: mm-hmm.
5: on that video
4: cast. Whatever. When on the fifteenth on Thursday. Thursday. So is it like
1: from this room? or How yeah. are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 <laughs> so I, I want to. I want to hear. I want to.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we?
4: That's part of our challenge. Is we got to figure out
1: <laughs> placement. The, the old guys here got to figure Parts, out how to make this shit sound good. challenge.
2: <laughs> yeah, let,
1: let us know. I want to. I want to fucking check that out. Or is it just available there? Because I don't well, have it. Instagram.
5: Works. It's through Instagram. Okay. It was interviews on Instagram. But he was like, he wanted a picture Dude. of me. That's what threw me off. He said, "Can you send me a picture of you
4: nude?"
5: And I was like, i I sent a picture of all of our, our promo shop. He's like, yeah, but I'm just talking about just you. And that's when I was kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to be like scantily clad or how's this going? <laughs> so I said, well, okay, I've got a picture of me behind my kit. I can send you that. And he said, that'd be fine. And I said, do you know that the other guys are going to be here? And he's like, oh, holy shit, no, I thought it was just you. So I said, no, they're they all going to be instantly. here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like,
2: oh,
5: we'll get your cigarettes out just yet. But, uh. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so nice guy, uh. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a language barrier, but it's kind of cool to hear him talk because it's not it's broken English, but it's, yeah. you know, I like, I like, him. I've seen a few of his episodes, and they're good. I mean, the they <clears> guy <throat> knows what he's doing. Yeah. Keeps it rolling.
4: Keeps it interesting. That's awesome. I think that's kind of, we, yeah, like Blake was saying, we <clears throat> kind of, we've done a few things to help push like open wide <laughs> to that South America. Mm-hmm. you know, because that's yeah. a very
5: they love their metal. They, they do. I, I think there's a passion
4: there. and I mean, I'm not... There's a passion there, and we... We're, it sounds terrible. There's a passion there. We're, we're trying to
1: fulfill that passion.
2: <laughs> All <laughs> of South America. With Three pictures and lyrics.
1: Trying to fill hit. that empty hole. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I know um, from, from our outline, the, the, I know the couple things left, and I wanted to... Kind of frame it as in the one last question. But before that, um, I want you to talk about the Eddie Van Halen show oh. um, and what you did <clears throat> and how that went. <laughs> that thing I've
3: been hearing about weekly since it happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, it was really cool. I got all of a sudden, you know, I got invited to this group um, from Tom Green, right? A ballroom. And it was just put together in a, a tribute show to Eddie Van Halen. Want locals, want it to be all locals, you know, start these conversations, basically. And it started as just it was going to be a jam thing. Like, I think the first thing he put up there, he's like, we're not looking for perfection. We're not looking for a big, you know, it's just we're going to get together and we're gonna jam out some Eddie Van Halen. To. And then it started coming together really well because people were chiming in. We kind of all went in and listed the songs we wanted to do. And they were very smart about <clears throat> choosing who did what song, because that basically took everyone who was in a band together and split them all up. So I you're see. working with people that you haven't performed with before. Um, I was very fortunate, although I, I think they could have probably put me with anybody there, because everybody just was top-notch, brought their A-game to it. It was an amazing, amazing night. I sang uh, <clears throat> Hot for Teacher. It was funny, because I... <laughs> Tim Hewitt had actually been scheduled for that song because I had listed a few other ones that I'd actually done before. He was like, why don't you take hop for teacher and rock that shit? I hadn't done that before and I thought, well, that's a great tune, you know? It, it, you know. And I was like, who's going to be on drums on that song, first of all? You know, and it was Dustin Rhodes, who's a badass too. So it ended up coming together extremely well. We went in that day, we did one rehearsal the afternoon up, and then pretty much since the lights went up, you know, it was a sold out show. Now they can only have half capacity, or right? Like they at, but they sold as much as they could. So it was a good audience. It was a loud audience. Everybody was standing up and at the front of the stage the entire time. Um, I think the coolest thing about it was that you had all of these local musicians together and there was no ego. There was no competition, you know, because sometimes there's some friendly competition out there, you know, and in different bands out and it was just everybody was there for one another and everybody was there for that reason to pay tribute to Eddie Van Halen and it was just an amazing ride Um, and it keeps coming up like there's (laughs) because videos are surfaced everywhere and I keep people going hey my husband's boyfriend's daughter or something showed me this video and you were singing and what's this all about so I think news of that show is still traveling pretty far and as Tom Green said it was the first one the nation that we're aware of that actually was an official tribute to Eddie Penhaven. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It was a great night. Yeah. Fantastic. I don't know, I don't know. And we're hoping they're going to do some more
1: good tribute shows. Good.
3: Mm-hmm. For some talks.
1: Well, uh, and then uh, the, the last thing I have, Trent, you might have <clears> more, <throat> that's fine. Uh, I'll allow it. Anyway. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Just, just kidding. He didn't mean <laughs> um, to so Yeah, he... <laughs> fuck me. Uh, uh, Get your but, shit out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucky you, I've had enough beers today where I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, it, for for you two, mainly you, but I know you, you've been there for... Stacey, you've been here forever, too. Uh, from when it started to what it is now, and the changes and the things that have been the same uh, you know what do you think is it is it where you thought it would be or you know where do you want it to go just just anything on your mind I'll have to
5: say I mean I started this thing in 2005 (laughs) and had no idea we'd be doing episodes on Thunder Underground (laughs) or be here 16 almost 16 years later so as far as what i expected it to sound like i expected to be playing the fucking drums i mean so that in itself is my part i can control that but these guys do blows me away sometimes and sometimes there's parts where i'm mm-hmm. like what the fuck are they thinking and then a couple of takes into it i'm like that's one of the coolest parts we've got i mean you know or something and it pushes me outside of my box but it also forces me back into the box cuz Open wide especially is a non frills, no over the top, not a whole lot of going on. That's just I'm in the pocket and just playing I mean I play a couple of little fills here and there, but I don't really know what I expected it to sound. I know that I what I wanted to do was make being a band, because I'll never say this is my band. That's I that pisses me off people do that. Oh, you should come out and see my band. Oh, you're the only motherfucker on stage? No, there's, <laughs> people, there's other people there. So right, it is, right. it's a democratic process. I, I, I never really like to,
1: yeah, my bass player is, you know, it's like, you no, know, R. Right, uh, R uh, yeah, band. It's our, the, the, it's the, the band i sure you know, I've never
5: said my band, but yeah. but it is, uh, it's nice to have four guys to come in and, and put in work because I know these guys don't just come here and play and then leave and that's it. Like, there's, all, all the time, there's ideas flying back and forth, or, or, you know, they'll send videos of new tunes, and it's stuff that I don't necessarily know what I'm going to do to it when it gets time to put it in the room and it's it's coming out of the amps, but I know it makes me push myself. And that's that's what I've told them all. I know I told you nine years ago, I think, when you came. I can't leave been fucking nine years. I know. But uh, as long as it's still fun, I'm, I mean... I'll be at practice because we rehearse at my house. (laughs)
2: If
5: they start uh, showing up or it starts to be a, you know, oh fuck, you know, we can't, can't do this. Or it starts to be a hassle. And don't get me wrong. There's some points where it's a major hassle. I mean, I know Stace sent a message last week saying shit was driving him up a wall because we've got all this shit going on. And I think I'd said something with, I think that's just part of what's happening with where we are. I mean, there's, we're going in a lot of different directions, but the nice thing is, is Blake takes apart and runs with it. Thad takes apart and runs with it. Stace takes apart and runs with it. And I'm just,
3: you know, I do my thing. So it feels like a band. Yeah. It doesn't feel like, you know, some guys that play together and someone pushes everything, somebody writes everything. It just it feels like everyone's on board. And yeah. There's always someone that's got your back. If you can't be there, this, I mean, it's just, it, it's a brotherhood. And the fact that it's been, you know, Blake and I have known each other for a long time. But as a band and each other, we've only really known each other for a very short time, and so it's amazing to me how it feels like family, and, and how well everybody works together.
4: Yeah,
3: everybody does cover for everybody.
5: I don't know if you have anything to add to that, space. but
4: yeah, I mean, I just think that probably for for where when when I joined, just out of you know arrogance, I thought that you know when I joined and I thought we were going to record. Do some stuff. I thought that was what it needed to be, and then really, and just n- not a reflection on anybody else. I mean, more on my part. Um, I didn't really. I it was not where what I thought was good really wasn't good. And I'm talking about my own stuff and my own the songwriting part and all that. It was not. And so as we've evolved and got to this point, then we've kind of had you know, an epiphany here right recently, like with open wide, where we figured out, okay, this is how we write a chorus. You know, this is how we record this part. And, you know, it's a really a collective thing. So I think I'm very satisfied with that. And to go from, I don't want to give things heights like, but, you know, from go from this spot to this spot, it's, it's been, it's been amazing. And it's been a great learning experience and, you know, we've all kind of learned together, and, and like I said, I think we fig- we're starting to figure out some things that I thought I already knew, but yeah. I didn't. So, you know, that's been great. I mean, I'm, that's...
5: Yeah, I'm blown away. I'm pleasantly surprised with where we are. I'm, I'm looking forward to pushing on. I mean, I'm not going to get stuck with any of the old tunes and go, oh, I wish we sounded like that, because, I mean, not to throw it back, I'm not saying we're rushed, but you listen to fly by night, and you go to Grace Under Pressure, holy shit, what a, what a major right. evolution of the band. Same kind of thing here, and I, I don't want to stand in the way of it, so I just kind of, you know, keep my parts, my parts, and throw in what I think needs to be done, and sometimes they'll give me that look like, oh yeah, that was cool, we'll do that every time, you know, or, or what the fuck are you doing? You know, you get the adverse of that, you know, you'll get the what the hell were you doing there? Blake sometimes looks at me like, were you drunk right then? Or, what but, you know, we kind of hold each other accountable, and there's a certain standard that we all set for ourselves, and we just want to keep on knocking that out and having a good time doing it. So, as long as we get to see cool people like you guys, we know we're on the right track. Nobody? Nobody laughs at that? Nobody?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I we serious. know you're serious. <laughs> <laughs> Come
4: on, you gotta yeah. Kiss the
5: ass. Yeah. <laughs> get up in there in the meaty bits. <laughs> you're right.
0: <laughs> Well, here's another kind of <laughs> along those same lines, like where Derek talked about, you know, him and Blake, you know, kind of melding together. Like, what's the experience been like for you? Your guitar parts working with that as a guitarist?
4: Well, it's been really good. I mean, I, actually, we've we've really expanded what. Yeah, we weren't doing this shit before. they were both here. Yeah, I mean, we've really expanded. I mean, Thad and I have a lot of the same. You know, we're both. And actually, I don't think anything sounds like this, but we're, we're both Randy Rhodes guys, you know. And actually, I don't think really anything we do now sounds like Randy, no, but, yeah. but, but we, th- it's a common ground, right? So you have a, but I think um, it's been a very smooth thing. Um, I, I get him, he gets me. And there's things that dad does, you know, better than me. And there's things that, you know, I do that are more suited for me. And we figured those things out and could you put on record what it
2: <laughs> <know>. <laughs> No, I am just saying that
4: you know there's there's the you know, there's there's things where I'm like, Oh yeah, he's getting that way better, the way faster than I am. You know, and we have that mm-hmm. kind of and then and I, I do feel sorry for that at times because some of the we go into the studio and you know eighteen thousand guitar tracks later that I've layered this shit on, and then I say, hey. I need you to play this part live. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's stuck having to figure it all, you know. I sit there going, he's right though. Right. I mean, like this just won't sound the same. I feel like a dick sometimes because I'm like, hey, yeah. I need you to do this. But, at the, you know, and he does and he learns it and he does it and I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't fret about it I don't think twice and oh guitar tone that's got the fret there I, I did <laughs> I knew that was that was accidental Basic too by the way fret I thought well, I was I using know. a big word but it's only four letters <laughs> anyways guitar the biggest word, you know? So we have yeah. we have a very cohesive very a very good relationship as far as that goes I'll well, say from a songwriting
3: standpoint um, when I first started zero crossing with a buddy of mine who now lives in Baltimore he and I wrote song after song after song and it was a great songwriting relationship like like Stacy was saying, you know, we, we were on the same level. We were different enough to make it work, but it just it came and since that time, as far as writing original music goes, I've never found a partnership that was that cohesive. And um when I joined this band and started going over ideas with Stacey and ideas he had, ideas I had, it just gelled well. And I think our styles mix quite well because Stacy's very theory minded you know can, can very technical can do anything on that guitar I'm more kind of fluid more soul I guess and, and combine that together sometimes there's some magic that can happen and Stacy writes these uh, other lead parts and these dual leads you know and it's just I'm learning from him at that point as well how to bring that into the fold a little bit and honestly I mean like I've played guitar and singing bands before but I haven't played Metal guitar, sending bands very fast, very least. So, I, I think overall it's helped me become a, a better, a stronger player and singer. And again, you add two more people to that that have all these great ideas and it's just the relationship. And the sky's the limit, I think. I'm very, very happy every time we release a song, it's like, and that was better than the one before and I know we're biased we're, we may just be thinking that but it does seem like you know like Open Wide's gotten a lot of feedback more than some of our other songs that we've released of course there's some we haven't released yet but it's just kind of I think we're growing as a band for sure and um, as Derek mentioned you know it's like nothing's off the table up front you know that creativity gate is just open and everybody goes as far as they want with it and we're figuring out what works and what doesn't yep definitely
0: so, yeah, is going to release some more of those before the album? Or are you going to hold on to everything at this
5: point? We've still
4: been talking about that. Yeah. We're, all, we're, we're trying to hold out because, like we said, I mean, if <laughs> we don't release the whole single. Yeah. Stuff, <laughs> we, it, yeah. we, everything we have has already been a single after single unless it's been See, we want a platinum out. album, and we're afraid if we release everything. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we we're only going to get gold. Because so. so. yeah. there's such things, a platinum <laughs> album, or, yeah, I think but, if
3: you're Taylor Swift... Or yeah, Taylor
4: Swift, exactly, yeah. We might... We might probably do one more, at least, before the album comes out, maybe. It depends on how kick-ass but, the song is. Right, I mean, right. you know, if, if it's just one of those where you're like, we can't hold on to this, I mean, yeah. this needs to be in the hands of people, which was
5: kind of the same with Open Wide. Was... Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: because even without the movie, if, if, it, if it, even if we didn't have the movie, I think we would have released Open Wide. It just turned out... And yeah. Open
3: Wide, Redeemer, and Headcase, all three of those songs... Um, are at KMOD. Uh, open wide's gotten some play recently, even during like lunch hours. Lynn Hernandez did an oh, awesome nice. like Who's Playing in Town tonight with that song playing in the background. So, uh, people can call and request it, yeah, and they will
5: O K KMOD.
3: We also have a show if we can promote on, on December 19th at the IDL Ballroom, which is a big deal for us, being able to yes. headline we'll a show try. at the IDL because IDL, I mean. That's a place to play. I mean, what they're yeah. doing up there, especially as part of the, Save the, the Tulsa music scene, the people that are involved and what they're doing for local bands, and we're talking original bands, we're talking cover bands, jam bands, acoustic solo, I mean, and they're putting on a big show and not making a lot of money doing it just to keep bands active and working and draw attention on them. It's just, I, I can't speak highly enough about those guys and those opportunities and with uh, Drek, who's coming in from Kansas City. Oh, wow. And All's Fair. So, going to be a pretty damn good show. It's also, we doing a toy drive as well. So, it's like $10 at the door or $5 if you bring an unwrapped toy. And
5: who, who's, who are the toys going to? Awesome. Going to yeah, that court appointed special advocates Tulsa. You
0: yeah. say so that's the 19th? 19th of December. Oh, okay, 19th, right. yep. We have yeah, a show next deal.
3: weekend as well, but I don't think this will air before then. So, <laughs> this will come out right after that. So, yeah. Well, we
5: hope <laughs> we saw you at the fucking
4: yeah. show. Yeah. If you were there... <laughs> we <laughs> <don't> <laughs> know, if, we
5: if you were there, thanks. <laughs> you <It> looked marvelous.
3: <laughs> if you weren't there, you're not on our Facebook page. Steve <laughs> Harris might
4: not have my, my, my showed up. He <laughs> <Kelly> probably will. <laughs> he he was there. Was fun. <laughs> <laughs> he stepped in, bliss Hall. <laughs> he see see it? It was nervous. <laughs> <No>, I'm nervous.
0: <laughs> Neil no, Peter was there. You just didn't get to
4: meet
5: him. He's with oh, me everywhere. Can't win with me, ever I had dreams about that guy. I had a dream that he gave me a China symbol, uh, and it was like at a high school. Uh, the stage was like you know two feet off the ground. It was like a like a high school auditorium. Yeah. And I went up to him after they were playing, and I was like, God, I mean, you've been such a huge influence on me. And he's like, Here, you know, there's like Mean Joe Green throwing the kid the shirt. You know, <laughs> it is like here, take this China. And so I said, I can't, I can't. If you ever That's gave great. me a China, there's no way. I it was in the plastic sleeve. I remember thinking, God, it must be nice to play new shit every show. But I said, "If if you gave me a China, there's no way I would play it. So he said, well, here, take this one, too. And by the way, this girl over here at the front of the stage wants to meet you. And I turn around. I'm not kidding you. This was 20 years ago. I turn around, fucking Jacqueline Smith. And I'm like, holy shit.
2: Charlie you Davis? talk about the
5: gist. Oh, I had a <laughs> huge crush yeah. on Kirk growing up. Who didn't? That's some awesome um, dream, man. Dude, yeah, I I, know, I woke say. up and was pissed. I was, it was like, damn. One.
3: <laughs> so you got to meet him.
5: Yeah, it was and the all-around two. best dream I've ever you got had. Got gear.
4: That, you got a date with Jack. <laughs> it's like a rock and roll wet dream. All wrapped <laughs> yeah. up in one. <laughs> right.
5: well, that was a long time ago, but that was a hell of a dream.
0: Right on, gasville well,
2: Appreciate
0: you guys doing this once again. Oh,
2: thanks, thanks for, for having me. 300.
0: Yeah, you love it. This is Sparta.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering <laughs> who's gonna do it.
0: <laughs> so like, oh, I've got a plan now. already for a promotion. Just wait. Ah.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks yeah. for coming, man. Yeah. Yep, thank we you. Appreciate yes. it. Appreciate I it. I got mentioned the video. We're we're working on a video. Oh, okay. For sure. open, one. like a and video. One. We have a lyric video available, which this guy put <laughs> together and made. Looks great. Um, we're all gonna know. do with a full production oh, video, yeah. possibly two. One for uh, Redeemer, <laughs> kind of focusing on more of a live feel, and then um, open wide, kind of more of a horror themed. Is that gonna have like song? movie clips in it, or no? You don't know yet. Well,
4: still working on still working, working oh, okay. on those. My, yeah, my, the lyric video does have some of the movie clips. Yeah, in the trailer for the film is
3: actually incorporated into the lyric video, which is up right on YouTube. It does have a little warning label on there, so kids are it's. It's got some gruesome. you yeah, had a lot of fun with there
4: Derek and I really picked some weird shit. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> really good. I, I got <laughs> not little with the we shit over here, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Did they did they give you any idea on like a release date on the, the movie? Yep,
3: October of next year is kind of was supposed to be October this year. That he got stalled uh, this as long as we did. Right, and then he's a special effects artist by day as well for, for other films. So when everything <laughs> resumed. That came it first, works. and so you we're know, still working hard on. It. But you can find normal terror all over Facebook. Um, in fact, Sam just won an award for a film he starred in, which he also stars in this one as well. He plays a maniac in a film called The Butcher, and so he's 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 getting up there. His name's getting around. Him, so excited yes. to be a part of it! Oh yeah, sweet
0: guys. Well, once again, we appreciate it.
2: Appreciate Glad you being part you of thank you. you. Well, this is the
0: milestone happy. episodes. Oh yeah! yeah Looking forward to 400. Yeah. There you go. All four members of Severmind. A massive thank you to them for joining us once again. They're now, you know, they are have been the official milestone band because we decided before episode 100 we wanted to have the Tulsa act and we went with them and now they're just the official band of that that number. Yeah, yeah right.
1: <laughs> episode episode 400. It'll it will be Severmind. That's right.
0: <laughs> and.
1: Well, what was that you said last time, unless Robert Plant, James Hatfield,
0: or Slash come along? Right. Anybody else would get bumped to 401, so. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, we might even bump one of them to 401. That's right. That's right. (laughs) But yeah, so it's been quite a pleasure talking to Severmind throughout the years, and everybody we mentioned before that interview, and everybody we didn't mention. I mean, just this year alone, early on, we had on James Lomenzo. I mean, that was huge for me. I'm a massive fan of that guy. He's been in... I'm not even going to name all the bands, but... Black Lives Society and John Fogerty. And we had on Trevor from Haunt earlier this year. We had on... That was great. P.J. Farley from Trickster and Raw. Lou Brutus was on here, which is pretty crazy. We had on Ivan DeProom, the original drummer for White Zombie. Um... Let me think. Who else? This Brian Fair of Shadows Fall. That was awesome. Yeah. Long ass list. All that stuff we mentioned earlier. We've all had on guys from Seven Dust and Avatar. and Long ass list. But we named a lot of those earlier. But coming up on this podcast, the next episode 301, I think we think it's going to be John Karabi. It's been recorded, so it's not like we're not sure. But right. we've got so many here that we're just trying to decide which one's going to be next. Yeah. But besides John Karabi... We've also got Rev Beach of, War- of Winger and Whitesnake coming up. You almost said War. I right? know, because I've said it like three times already. But. <laughs> <laughs> we've also got Mike Monster and Tony Cavino of N Theory. Frederick Lechlerk of Creator and formerly of Dragon Force. We've got Matthew Nelson of Nelson. We've got Eric the Trainer of Main Monster. We've got... Michael Stahn. I I think that's how you say his last name. Okay. I always avoid saying his last name. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look it up before I record that episode, but the vocalist for the Mighty Dark Dark Tranquility. Their new album came out last Friday, and it's a fucking metal masterpiece. I'll say it. You know, these guys are excellent. They never never fell to put out a masterpiece in my opinion, so check that out if you haven't. We've also got Eric Bass, a good buddy who's was in Jason's band Zen Hipster, and of course, he was in Citizen Mundi and Steve Liddell and a few other bands. Mitch Perry of the Mitch Perry Group and Kristen Mikado, formerly Vil Nino, and like I said earlier, Wayne of Haybreed will be coming up here soon as well. So, look forward to all that stuff, and we appreciate you. If this is your first time, we greatly appreciate it. If you've been here for a while or this whole time, we damn well appreciate that too. Thank you thethunderground.com you can check out all the podcasts on there everything's right there you can listen directly there or you can go to Spotify or iTunes or TuneIn or anywhere you listen to podcasts wherever you listen to it subscribe or like so you don't miss future episodes also on our website you can see all our socials there so go to each of those and like us and follow us if you don't YouTube subscribe to us there at Thunderground. Thunder we recently had review videos for the new Hate Breed, the new Dark Tranquility, the new uh, Alter Bridge EP, the Metallica Blu ray, the new Napalm Death album. All that great stuff. Check that out on YouTube. I think that probably covers it. 300 episodes down. So here's to the next 300. We'll be here after 11 years. Who knows? Will podcast even still be a thing? <laughs> Will the world even still
1: exist? It's we all don't. just going to be in our head. <laughs> yeah. They're going to make, they're going to find a way to put the phones in our head and we just think about it and there it goes. Yeah. You know, that'd be kind of crazy because a lot of times I'm driving and I
0: think about like six different things I want to listen to. So it would just like all be going like crazy intervals. Weird. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you won't be able to control it. It's just it's just going to keep going until all of our heads explode um, and we die out as a human race and something else takes over. Kind of like when the dinosaurs died out. Yeah. Get those
0: creatures from the from the alien movies. Right, right. I've been watching those recently, that's why I was in my head. So. Well
1: what I saw a thing recently, and it's a good question, is like, how do we know what dinosaurs sounded like? Whenever we see them in movies they roar and shit. Yeah. We don't know that they really did that. What do we I mean,
0: I don't know. Well it's the same thing, like you, you know when a tree falls in the forest and no one's around, does it make a sound?
1: I know. Well, I mean, I don't know. They might have sounded like Gilbert Godfrey for all we know. All
0: <laughs> right. Man, I would that be amazing. Someone should make a a short film where the dinosaurs sounded like Gilbert Godfrey. Maybe have him
1: voice them all.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> JP, get on that. <laughs> that seems like a JP project if was one. All right. Well, once again, a huge thank you to anybody listening for any of these past three hundred episodes. Huge thank you to Severmind, Deb Concerts, Sunset Tattoo. Hell, hot, hot sauce, and Med Farm, and until next time.
2: Just happy to
1: be here. And then after that, <laughs> the kids will go. We, we we said for four hundred, the only people that you guys will be bumped for would be like Robert Plant, uh, James Hetfield, or
2: Slash.
1: I've heard of <laughs> a couple of those
2: guys. Yeah, man. other than that, makes
1: sense. <laughs> we'll
5: plan on four hundred, is y'all. So you guys get the sniper rifles out. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That was
2: totally a joke, by the way. Thunder Underground, y'all.